welcome to the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. This is Michael Clunan coming to you from hot and cold Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. In April, almost May, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, where it fucking snows and is 80 degrees. <laughs> Riding season is optional. Uh, welcome to this podcast with these crazy motherfuckers. I hope they use this. They are the smartest, best equipped motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. I haven't met all of them, but I've met a few of them. So listen to the podcast, and I'll tell you what, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. You might get a dick taped on your ass or your back. Who knows? Uh, But anyways, I miss Liza, the queen of podcasting. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. And don't you fucking turn this podcast off. <laughs> Motorcycles and Misfits come to you straight from Santa Cruz. Sunny and happy, California. Later. Clunin out. <laughs> Alright. All right. Well, darling, man. Wow. No, that's That's a lot more positive than I would expect. Well, yeah, there was a lot of pent up writing frustration in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, right there. Right on, though. That was cool, man. And quite the voice for radio, too. Got, I agree. Spot, though. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits here at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. And thank you, Clunin, yeah, that for that dope. intro. That was oh. dope. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's hard to tell if those are alcohol fueled or not. Oh, I think they were done. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It, it's almost made. Then again, anything in <laughs> Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, probably is. Yes. They got potatoes. Well, no, no good story ever started with I had a salad. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> you know what? These uh, nice stories. No, yeah. darling, they had they have famous potatoes Indeed. in Idaho. They do famous potatoes. I haven't yet to meet a famous potato, but um, <laughs> but what about a potato? Oh, what? I mean, who the fuck says potato? <laughs> I mean, good lord, motorcycles. Look here, see. All right, okay, All right. see. Simmer down, simmer down. It's a potato, see. Hey, let's talk about who's here. In the secret train room today. Hey everyone, <coughs> this is Liza. How you doing? Next to me, we've got Segalin. Hello. Okay. Oh, we don't get some French? Come on, oh, please. Oh, oui. Uh, bonsoir tout le monde. Ravi d'être ici avec vous. Oh, oh blimey. That's awesome. <laughs> That's uh, French for I'll meet you in the alleyway. Absolutely. Oh, don't guess. make me slap you, knock. Don't make me slap you, knock. I can almost reach you from well, here. No, it's true. <laughs> Running the board tonight, we've got Bagel. Guten Abend. Ich freue mich, mit euch hier zu sein. Guten Abend. Achtung und Vorsicht bei der Abfahrt. I'm feeling pressure, knock. All right. On the pretty girl couch tonight, and looking very pretty and tan. We've got Henry. I'll speak English this time. What's up? <laughs> All right. Also on the pretty girl couch, we've got Miss Emma. Hello, darlings, and mind the gap. <laughs> mm, <yes>. <laughs> <gasps> Taking up the rear of the <laughs> pretty girl couch. That's his spot. And starting like he goes right for this spot. We've got Knock. Mow, did you mow? He's <laughs> put a lot of thought into that. Tongue He's that? devilishly handsome. No, it nice. means uh, hurry up. Ah. Okay, okay. 
I like your glasses, Noah. Thank you. And uh, rounding everything out, we've got Naked Jim. Yeah. Booty one, booty two. Shake it like a Looney Tune. (laughs) That's what I got. Oh, that and quads still suck balls. Okay. (laughs) And uh, we may have Jeremy coming in here at any time. So if there's a kerfuffle, that would be him. Come on, Buzz. Get up here. So, where? oh, the dog is in here. Yep. Hey, um... (laughs) Lots going on today, and uh, we we save some people, fix some stuff. A lot of productivity going on. It's really cool to see everybody fixing stuff. It um, is, uh, yeah, it is a motorcycling day today. Oh yeah. But I think let's start with the the the, the sad stuff first, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. So I wanted to give an update. Last week on the podcast, we talked about how there had been a biker who had died the day before on one of our roads. We're off and on, <clears throat> and it was a suspicious uh it didn't make any sense we mentioned how he was riding in a group of six bikers he was in the rear of the pack and he changed lanes right into an oncoming suv and died now it it just didn't make sense i remember i said it sounds like maybe it's medical like it just doesn't make sense um well we did get the whole story and i want to share it because it's actually it's a it's a sad story but it's one of those i I hope I go this way kind of stories, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So we can now say um, the the guy who died, his name is George Barker. And here's the deal. Um, for a lot of people, coming out to California, riding in California is a bucket list trip. And for George and his friends, it was. They are from New York, and they decided that they were going to do a cross-country trip and have been planning this a long time. Uh I don't know what everyone else is writing, but I know I can see a picture of George with his beautiful Indian. It's the turquoise blue. Mm. It's got the light light leather bags with the fringe, the whole classic look thing, right? This is a guy who's been riding since he was a kid. Lifetime biker. And, and before we go any further, I mean, this isn't a scout. This is a chief. This is a full-sized mm-hmm. Indian. This is a big bike. Beautiful bike. So uh, George and his friends decided that they were going to they were going to send their ship their bikes out to California to San Jose they were going to fly out and then they were going to start their trip and to begin their trip they were going to go south of San Jose down through Santa Cruz down I think towards LA and then across country mm-hmm. so it must have only been a couple hours into this trip that this happened so to hear that this was uh, mature riders experienced riders um, people who had planned this for years and had come out here um, on their own bikes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, they shipped them here, got on their bikes. The report said that there was no speed or alcohol or mechanical failure involved. Yeah. And everyone, including his wife, said it had to have been something medical. And mm. he had had in his past three heart attacks and had diabetes. Mm, okay. okay. Again, unfortunate to the car that hit him. Um, he just he just swerved into the oncoming lane, and they couldn't avoid him. So um, he died quick. And it's possible, as Emma said, he might have been dead before the collision. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that was just something we mentioned out in the yard earlier. And that it's it, <clears throat> stranger things have happened. Um, I vividly remember many years ago, 20, 25 years ago, I lived in Spain. And one of my best friends had a heart attack. 
um, and died. And I remember talking with his widow, well, couple of days afterwards and she said you know the paramedic said he, he would he'd actually died before he hit the floor mm. i mean it was a devastating heart attack wow so um it's quite possible that this poor chap i mean he had a medical issue and i mean all we can hope is that he was unaware of what happened to him because it, it's a way to go, but I don't want to go on a bike. I want to be warm in my bed surrounded by my <laughs> friends, you know? So, and also unfortunate to his friends, though in this article they're going to continue they are going to right. f- complete the mm. ride but i do like this you know, w- you know a lot of us say if i die i hope i die on my bike mm-hmm. um and his wife said i just want to know if it was a heart attack okay if it was going to happen anyway i'm glad it was one of the happiest times of his life rather than sitting at home watching tv that's yeah, fair totally that's fair right and, and that's, i that's love a very fair that his comment. wife yeah. has that thought because i always say make sure you communicate to your family friends right um, that's a thought out of love it's a very nice thought yeah, yeah. so <coughs> just wanted to you know send condolences to yeah, family and friends of george barker and everyone else but he was living the dream yeah. and he lived it to the end right yeah and i don't think anyone wants to die necessarily <clears throat> of old age in a hospital bed you know laying in the hospital bed at 100 years old i mean and i think that's you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with motorcycling. I think if you know, I could choose a way to go out, I mean, I, you know, you wouldn't want it to be unnecessary, but. I, I had this kind of like discussion with myself of how I want to go out, and I just hope that I earned whatever I got, you know? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like uh, if I die peacefully in the bed next to my friends, I hope I earned that. And not just know that I'm there for you, and when you go, if you need me to go get all of the dildos out of the room, oh. I will. I will do that for you. I'll, I'll give you a heads up. We will knock when you well, go we will come into your that's house a friend. and remove all the embarrassing porn well, and motorcycles no that's fine you can <laughs> <just> <laughs> your what relatives. if i want those dildos with me i don't know maybe well, you might want to be better i don't know so maybe we'll, just, <laughs> we'll, we'll put them on the raft with you and float you and out into the bay and <laughs> fire. there are many Viking funeral yeah, there yeah, are yeah. many Empire. cultures that want to be buried with things that are valuable yeah. to them sure. so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll bury your, you uh, with your dildos whatever you want darling what i'll say is like i have friends that are doctors and if you talk to doctors they don't want to die in a hospital bed you know and like because fuck when you're old and you're in a hospital bed and they're keeping you alive basically mm-hmm. it's not a pleasant way and, and you know nobody gets out of here alive that's what i you know people say about riding motorcycles it's like two three hundred years from now it really doesn't matter and it's not like i want to go i have some death wish but at the same time you know nobody gets out of here alive so yeah. anyone here in the room or anyone out there listening if you got a drink in your hand let's do a toast to george here's george yeah, here's george george, here's george. george. All right. Godspeed. Now, that was a sad one, but hey, on the flip side, I think Emma and I saved a life today. We saved someone from potential death. Good oh, Lord. Whose life? Mm. So here's the deal. Um, <clears throat> so some of my friends, the fellow Chickastanners, Cassie and Michelle, mm. uh, came down. So Cassie um, and Michelle have been planning doing this ride up to Oregon next week where we are going to be meeting um, at Flock to the Rock and we're going to be speaking on the Chick Stand panel and Cassie wanted to have a bike that she could ride and I found her what I thought was a pretty darn tootin' good deal no, it's still a, it's still it a was good a bike. 2008 Kawasaki Versus with a uh, salvage title for $1,600 mm. 
I said running needs very little. What year? Running reliable. It's 2008. Uh, very 2008. little in quotes. <laughs> and I went with is her. That, is that, that's not seen. What year is yours? Mine's 09. 09, yeah. I went with her to check it out. And um, yeah, I mean, I could tell it had some janky repairs. It had a, a windscreen that didn't belong to it. And it had like parts on it that weren't. So, that didn't belong to it. So that's a sign of somebody just finding whatever scraps they can. Where was it parked? Like, what was the scene? It was in somebody's garage. Okay. Um, but she said, look, for $1,600, you know, even with the salvage title, it's I think it's worth twenty-five to 3500 easy. And mm. she says, I can spend 1000 on it. Oh, okay. And get it fixed up with everything I need, and I'm still good. So she had a good attitude, and um, she... Took it to a mechanic and said, I need you to get this bike ready. I'm going to do a, a long trip and just do whatever you have to do to get it ready. And he had it for two months and uh, about an $800 bill, I yeah. think. And she got it back just a couple days ago and um, wasn't completely satisfied that everything had been done so i told her to bring it on down to the garage and and to let me do a a look at it mm. so emma do you want to come up with a list of things we found oh my god there was so much um the major thing that was wrong with the bike that really made it very, very unsafe. Well, there were two things. Um, the rear shock was toast. I mean, just beyond. The, the, all I the heard, fluid had been pumped out of it. it was blown. It was blown. It was blown. There's no hydraulic no damping left. Yeah. Um, the two things that really stood out to me, which upset me a little bit, because, you know, I'm a mechanic too, and I, I'd like to think I try to work to a high standard. Um, mm hmm there was 15 psi in the rear tire Ooh, whoa and it took a full quart of oil mm. so just to show in the window now wait, bear in mind what? wait hold on what the fuck and let's see the right turn signal didn't work and somebody had mounted a top box on it that came six inches over the right the, the seat, rear seat so that you could not remove the seat to get to the wiring or the fuses that's fucked up now i'm i'm kind of torn with it because the mechanic who worked on it i mean i don't know this cat but she said he's a very very nice guy but he's overwhelmed and i know that feeling extremely well yeah because i am overwhelmed right now and i've been overwhelmed for months <laughs> decent motorcycle mechanics now and uh, whether I'm a decent one or not, I don't know. My customers seem to be happy with me. Are getting so few and far behind, be, uh, so few and far between. We're getting busier and busier and busier, and we're doing more and more and more. Yeah. Um, and she said, "Look, he's a really, really nice guy, but he's overwhelmed, and he really didn't want to work on it in the, in the first place." And I understand that. <clears throat> Apparently, it had some wiring issues. Right. So it had accessories that weren't working like heated grips and a voltmeter stuff like that but you know mm. it's it's the th and they were just disconnected and left so right. they still aren't working but the thing is i mean the 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 turn signal yeah okay i can understand that the top box not being mounted properly and to a certain extent even the shock <coughs> not when somebody says they're taking a trip <coughs> yeah that but is not safe it the point is if you pay 
800 bucks, you need some freaking air in the tires. Yeah. Oil. Yeah, I was about to say, there's got to be a fucking checklist that you run through. And right. Oh, and, the, and the chain was easily. extremely oh, slack. The, the chain oh. We had to clean and tighten the chain. The chain was slapping. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just that. So, you know, I understand the guy's busy, but nevertheless. It's still inexcusable. It's it's inexcusable. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying we're the best bike shop out there. I try very very hard to do my utmost. But believe me, a bike, any bike, it doesn't matter whether it comes in for an oil change or just to look over. I'm going to get a pressure gauge on those tires and make yeah. sure that the tires are inflated to the right pressure before it leaves my care. Well, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Emma, but don't you have a legal requirement? You can't oh, yeah. let a bike leave that's unsafe. Like, if you take it in for chain and sprockets and they're like, yeah, we did it, but your bike's still unsafe to ride, they won't let it leave, there's, right? There's a legal requirement. This is a California legal requirement. It, so right? it's a heads up for any of you guys. If you take your bike in for service in the state of California, and I think some other states have got similar requirements, but... In California, when you pick up the invoice for your bike, which should be a print-off copy of the work order, the RO, it should have the work you've done, even if it's just an oil change. Yeah, or tires. But it should have the tire pressures and the brake pad depth, you know, an, ex an expression of how long the brake pads have gone. Mm. So I brought my bike in for an oil and filter change. So, yeah, it's Mr. You know, Joe Soap, oil and filter change on an FC1. Front tire's 36 PSI, mm. rear tire's 42 uh, PSI. Front brake pads are at 50%, the rear pads are at 30%. Mm. That's it. And that's a legal requirement. Right. If you don't get that... Right. There's, there's something up. Yeah. yeah, for me it is a concern. There, there are some things he did. Like I gave her my old uh, windshield, and the the old mismatched one was taken off and it was put on. So he did that. He took off the throttle cruise control that was on there because he told her that was dangerous. I believe it looks like the at least the front master cylinder was full and clear of fluid. So I think <clears throat> he did some things, but the fact that there's that checklist you should go through of basic stuff. And that if she had left on that trip on Tuesday, it would have sucked. There, there was so many things that could have gone wrong. Well, yeah. you know, that back shock allied with a rear tire with 15 psi in it. So either the bike would have thrown her off, or on a bike that only takes 1.7 quarts of oil and it had a quart missing. Mm. So well, either the engine would have fried, or I'm assuming the oil looked like chocolate milk when you. It was not pretty yeah oh. but you just added do a we, port to it right? do we know if the motor burns oil or is it because it, there was not oil there i don't know well it's, it's a newer japanese motor i doubt it was, well you know. yeah but how, well, how yeah, far we don't she, know what no, the history yeah, is. Oh, that's true how far she ridden it since she picked right. it up from the garage so. yeah down, half a quarter oil yeah down to here yeah where's that's the it. garage that's, oh, that's Oakland, seventy miles. Oh, okay. oh, anyway, so um, I felt really, I felt really good. I think Emma, you did too. That that's something sure. a service we're able to provide here, and I'm glad yeah. that she came down, took my advice. Come down, let me just take a look. Well, there, there was either other, other tweak of shit, like when you took that rear shock off, one of the bolts had been like ground down ghetto yeah. style, maybe to lower this. Oh, and and so just to explain the fix Man. is, even though and this isn't what I wanted to do, but it was, seemed to be the only option. I took the shock off of my Versus and gave it to her to use. That's generous. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't need to use it. I've got plenty of bikes, and I would have felt, I feel responsible, mm -hmm. you know, of I can do something, and I should do something. Well, and she could have, if you, if you go out and look at Versus, that's one of the beautiful things of them. They're super reasonable. If you had 2600 bucks in your pocket, you could right. get that bike 
like really dialed in, you know. And yeah. um, so that was a trade off. She was going to buy it for sixteen hundred bucks and dump a grand into it. The other option was just spend the money up front and not have to deal with. But this you know, stuff. it was very generous of you to give up the shock. But the the pleasure you're going to get of going on that run with your friends, riding and having a good time, it's going to far outweigh that generosity, you which know, is I, great. I now know what it feels like for people who like donate a kidney. And then get to meet the person who gets it. <laughs> oh my god! But then they give you a new kidney a little bit later. <laughs> an Olin's, an, o- an Olin's kidney. <laughs> Go to eBay. Anyway, eBay but it kidney. does make for a good story. You know, you guys can roll up there and tell the story about switching the shock, and it's yeah. good shit. No, and you fun. know, do you remember on the uh, uh, the Hollister thing on the Fourth of July? Me and Henry spent all of the show working on his yeah, BFR to just blow up the oil filter. Canon oil Thank filter. Thank you, Canon. Mm. But the big prize was we had that fantastic run all together down the Pinnacles afterwards. So that was the big prize yeah, of the day cool. for me. Yeah, so I felt good, and thank you for your help on that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of Henry, he has an interesting story. Mm. So... Was this last weekend or the week before? Yeah, this was last week. Last weekend. So we didn't announce anything um, at the time, but we were getting reports that our friend uh, Johnny Knowles, racer Johnny Knowles, who has been here for the show, had crashed and uh, was being taken to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Well, Henry had the fortune of being there, being pit crew for him. Or pit bitch, as they call it. Pit bitch. (laughs) And got to go through the whole experience of, oh shit, what do you do? Rider's injured. Now, um, we will say right up, it was not life-threatening. No, it wasn't. It was not life-threatening. But still, it sucks a lot, though. So can you explain um, where were you and um, what was he racing and what happened yeah i last week we were in chuckwalla we were doing the uh, cvma finals and what state is chuckwalla in it's still it's in california still in california it's still in california but it's it's like 60 miles uh south out of uh palm springs and you can gamble it's like literally in the middle of the desert so okay right but anyway, it's the it's the CVMA final shootout, and John was racing his uh, R6 uh, at that point. We'd actually put together his KTM, uh, I think, 1190 yeah. RC8, but he was having transmission issues where it would pop in and out of gear, so he was ah. afraid mm. he would, it would pop into gear, and he would high-side him, so he wasn't racing that. So he was just using an R6 that he had left in the trailer and he was actually doing really well in three of the cvma races he got podium uh two uh, third places in one second and in the second in one he got second place he was actually really close to uh winning it but anyway so they have at the end of the cvma races they have a big old shootout where everybody can just bring whatever run whatever bike they want and that's john was originally planning to use his rc8 to use it in the big old shootout but since it wasn't working uh properly he just used his r6 and he's competing with people on like leader bikes like zx10s s1000s and all that kind of stuff almost sounds like hooligan race or something kind yeah kind of and there's people who are run what you brung but except i bet you there's not someone there on a super cub with a water bottle in the milk crate (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. no not really moped with a blow-up doll strapped to the back (laughs) yeah there where there were some fast motherfuckers on that race so on unfortunately on the very first lap of this of the shootout race he i hope i get this right yeah he can talk shit to me later but (laughs) 
he was coming around a corner and there were two people in front of him on like 600s, like R6s or whatever. And then a guy motored past him on a ZX-10 and cut into the corner so that the people in front of him had to slow down. And he tried to c- take advantage of that and cut in on the inside Ooh. of the... Uh, inside of the corner but there were some bumps in the corner he didn't realize and he was already breaking like trail breaking as well i think into the corner and that just that wiped him out he low sided like that and, and usually low sides not that big of a deal as long as you don't get hit he mm. yeah he was super lucky because he was in the middle of the pack mm. of the oh, he didn't race. take anybody out yeah there's like 15 or so bikes and he was right in the middle so he nobody ran him over nobody uh he didn't hit anybody wow. either oh i remember what happens next but, this is where it gets interesting but yeah he low slides down and he's he goes off of the track and into the gravel and then he he i think the next thing he says he looks in he looks up and he sees this blood on his uh, visor Ooh. and then he looks at his hand and he sees just a bunch of blood just like literally sp- uh, spurting out of his glove and he just raises his hand and he's trying to get the attention of the ambulance but he's like I'm okay I'm okay yeah I know <laughs> oh, no. but the thing is though is that I was at the stance the ambulance that was supposed to be on scene had the hood up oh jeez during during the race like the organizers had the red flags out uh, letting people know that somebody had crashed but the the fucking guy the fucking guys in the pickup truck who were there to uh, like pick up bikes they were to him first before the amb- guys in the ambulance oh shit uh, even went to John John actually had to w- walk to the ambulance before they finally realized <laughs> oh, something geez. was wrong oh my oh, god wow, wow. But, so, so what happened to him so what ended up happening the best we figure is that he he low sided on his left so the left handlebar came down and came down on his left hand Ooh. and basically ground the middle part of his left ring finger just down like the, go- like the bone is completely gone oh my god we don't know if it got knocked out on the track but we- <laughs> oh, oh, oh. but the, <laughs> did he still have the tip of his finger or was the whole thing severed basically no no it was almost severed okay he, he still has the nerves on the bottom he still has the nerves and tendons along the side oh. and on the bottom of his ring finger and oh and his pinky the end of his pinky too got really massively fucked up but not oh. as bad as his uh not as bad as his uh. ring finger wow so but, oh so they <coughs> amputate or what's going on are they recovery no, or is he, gonna- he still has his ring finger if that okay. okay. right. but and he so, actually still oh, has. I don't really need that finger, but you know. <laughs> he actually still has both of the. Uh, it's a stranger hand. Too. Yeah. He has both of the joints on his uh, finger, so it's just the middle part that's ground out. So oh. what they're gonna do is he's gonna go in and get a bone graft. They're gonna take a piece of bone from like his hip or something like that, and then shape it and then just graft it onto his uh, finger. That's so wild. So we can rebuild him. So it's like yeah, someone exactly. just put, wow. took that one section of bone out of his finger. Basically, yeah. yeah. Oh, but it's like. I want to go back and look on the out. track now. Uh, but we don't, I don't know. Like, uh, so, but, so I'm sure one of the concerns, like what is infection has to be a big one. Yeah. That was the big thing. Like they took him to the hospital, they took him to the hospital in uh, Palm Springs since that was the nearest one. And they basically spent the entire surgery just cleaning out the wounds because he had like gravel and yeah. that sounds so painful. His, yeah. uh, Did they God. dope him the fuck up? Was he like, Oh, I bet. That was morphine. The ba- well, that was the thing though. They doped him up. They gave him like more, they gave him morphine and, um, 
uh, I can't remember the other Dilaudid? one. But, yeah, Dilaudin. Dilaudin. Yeah, yeah, you worked right after that. And Dilaudin, but it didn't affect him that much. Really? Wow. Yeah, he wow. was like still, I mean, he was kind of like a little bit loopy, but not like not like totally out of this yeah, world. Some people are resistant to opioids. So, yeah. well, you, so that, that might require like local anesthetic for something that severe yeah. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So um, you were in communication with him the whole time? Yeah. Or, but, okay. Yeah, he... Yeah, I was uh, watching the race from the stand, and I, you know, I saw the crash, but I didn't know who it was. So, did you guys just pack everything up and go pick him up in the hospital, or did he stay there? What happened? So, so he crashed, and you know, I'm watching the track, seeing who's coming in. I don't see him, and then finally, I see the ambulance, uh, mm. ambulance, and the pickup trucks to come in, and I can see it's his R6 from a distance. So I walk out to place we're at and i meet him and he's conscious at this point they yeah. uh, put a bunch of uh they put a bunch of drugs in to him <laughs> obviously but like his finger is wrapped up and stuff right. like that and <clears throat> i just handed him his phone and they just took him straight to the hospital in palm springs <sighs> and i'm the only one there serving as pit crew <laughs> but so like now what do i do yeah right, so what'd you do so thankfully I mean, people at the track are just really cool, yeah. like down to earth. Like, it doesn't matter if you're riding like a thirty thousand dollar Ducati or Aprilia or some shitbag uh, R6 that wins races. Like, everybody's just down to earth. And people came around and helped me load the bikes up into his trailer, and then awesome. I handle I just loaded the rest of the stuff back in the trailer and the pickup truck, and then drove to Palm Springs to uh, meet him up there. Cool. I'm glad you were there with him. Damn, yeah. dude. So, yeah, um, so how long does this put him out of racing? Because I know he's competitive. Three months at the minimum, Ooh. unfortunately. So he's not going to be able to do the 400. Well, just... I don't know. He could do a slow race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that sucks. Well, oh, he can ride a hey, scooter Jeremy, now. Come on in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. Come on and sit down. So um, thank you for that update. Um, Johnny... We hope you're getting better. Yeah, buddy. Missing finger. Well, last time he was here, he talked about scars and stories. That's what he wanted. Let's uh, let's hope he's not left-handed, huh? (laughs) He's ambidextrous, actually. There you go. All right, good. Living the racer life. These are the risks you take, but... He's uh, ambiguous. I'm just glad, though, he he, he was able to save it. Though sometimes it's a faster recovery to amputate. It's true. Yeah. Or we yeah. could just do like one of those James Bond villains and put a hooked <laughs> finger on there. Like Jocelyn. Ooh, just, be yeah. just wrap that thing. Oh, I also <laughs> want to say, too, he didn't have, he was wearing like proper gloves, too, like actual racer quality level gloves. Like this is yeah. just a freak one in a million accident. Like even like $500 Dionese MotoGP gloves wouldn't have been able to save his finger right. from this kind of well, like, thing. Yeah, like Emma said, the G Force is in a crash. And there was a video I saw this weekend yeah. of the Super Hooligan crash was fucked. But um, the G-forces when you crash are insane. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you're you like doing 100 miles an hour. But it's funny, you look at a lot of the, no. these old racers, and a lot of them are missing a couple of digits. I want to say Wayne Rainey was missing a ring finger. We talked to him. <laughs> yeah, I think no. it's a common injury. <laughs> no, I think he I'm going to start looking at racers' fingers now. Well, well you know, you're racing motorbikes. Bits come off. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. That's true. It's just the Bits come off. Yeah, race weight, you know. Speaking of racing, a little while ago, I heard a loud motorcycle go down the street. I'm wondering whose bike that could have been. Jeremy, might it have been you? Yes. Okay. Um, Then, you know what? Congratulations are in order. Here's the thing, though. Here's why you suck, Jeremy. (laughs) 
Why is that? We'll talk some shit. Everybody has to go through this thing where you you build up as you learn more and more about your bike and you build yourself up to when you finally do what I think is <coughs> the ultimate mechanical repair is an engine rebuild. And whenever you do it, it's meticulous and most people are not used to being that meticulous, following instructions, doing it right. <laughs> you miss something every time. It should not work the way it worked for you, Jeremy. It should not have gone together. Hey, you're just jealous. It should you're not have sputtered on the first kick and started on the third. And it should not be purring like a kitten. If I was organized, it wouldn't work. That's how my life is. If I so, Jeremy, can you just describe what what project you just did? Okay, um, like a month or so ago, I got an XR 650R and realized it was uh, a unicorn. <laughs> It's awesome. Too many unicorns in this fucking garage. Yeah. Oh, Get like, them out of here. It was like fucking taco night last too Tuesday. Much like, heard, fucking herd of unicorns Dude, here. Too much Ooh. rainbow shit flying around everywhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, I found out it was smoking on D-cell, like a lot and burning about like 70 miles of hard riding, like 200, 300 milliliters of oil, which oh, is kind of quite a bit. Yeah. So I tore it down and replaced the um, valve stem seals and redid the rings. And pretty sure it was a valve stem seals because they were like rock hard and oval shaped and not working. Oh, they were toast. Yeah, man. there was just like an inch of carbon built up on the valves. It was pretty gnarly. But um, yeah, it was quite an experience. And yeah, no, uh, you did a really good job, Jeremy. You're a man now. Yeah. <laughs> Do I get a card now? Like, what? You get a card. <laughs> Um, yeah, I have to say, I was quite impressed. Like, what? I can't believe it's starting. What? I can't believe it sounds that good. Dude, it's even a fucking Honda. It's an XR, wow. man. You do it right, and the thing starts right up. That's I, how my I even was. heard uh, Emma comment. Like, Emma just, when you started, she looked up, she goes, oh, that thing purrs. Yeah. You don't oh, hear them yeah. say that very often. Yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, top end rebuild. Yes. Pretty much. Close mm -hmm. to it. I think, yeah, yeah the next the next level, the next level deeper deeper is bottom end. Yeah, that scares me. Uh, wait, no, wait. What's wrong with the bottom end? Oh, no, I'm just saying that's the Whoa. next level. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, don't curse it. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, you've come a long way, Scooter Boy. Oh, yeah. Well, the scooter's still running. It never dies. No, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Bagel will have some qualms with us calling you Scooter Boy because it doesn't count because it's just a Chinese scooter. Yeah, that's what he was riding when I met him. So, you know. Yeah, you have come a long way, and congratulations on getting that done. Were there any lessons that you learned that you would like to share, or any tips, or anything like that? Um, I guess the biggest one is patience. Yeah, um, you can fuck things up if you're not patient really easily. Um, organize, organizing stuff. I was afraid that I lost things a bunch of times, but they were just mm -hmm. disorganized. And yeah, could have done better with that. Oh, and base gaskets. <laughs> it won't come off. Mm. I spent hours trying to peel it off with like brake cleaner and scrapers, oh. and I eventually got the aircraft remover, the paint stripper stuff, and that thing softened up just enough to easily scrape off. Perfect. Ooh, that's mm -hmm. a good tip. Have yeah. you used that before, Miss Emma? I have indeed. All right, there you go. There's there's a lot of stuff, but you have to get every trace of that old gasket mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Believe me. Because if you bolt it all together and it's weeping out of the base gasket, you're going to be 
toothpaste. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was so, paranoid of that so, so bad. Did you go OEM or yes. aftermarket or a combo? Um, all OEM. So OEM rings, OEM valves. Smart man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that even that expensive. Though. Yeah, it was like 200 bucks uh, <coughs> for great. all this stuff. Yeah. 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 Freshen up the, the top end of your engine for a couple so, hundred bucks. So, uh, you're going to put your motard wheels on that thing? Yeah. Those, those have arrived, yeah? I have the wheels. I don't have tires, and I need money to buy tires. So no. <laughs> now I'm broke. Oh, tires. Well, knock, we'll knock what kind of like knock, what kind of tires you got hanging around? Uh, you know what? I took them all to the dump the other week. Uh, Eliza, bummer. I thought I had some takeoffs. I, so I would, I would give them to you. Around. I mean, they had a little bit of life on them. You know. Um, yeah. If you're broke, um, you usually get some Conti motions for like yeah, two fifty for, for a pair. I think yeah. Doug was saying it, got, and then like, go up from there. You know. Um, you know what? Uh, Mike got Pirellis for like. 200 something bucks right yeah yeah, yeah there's always set, deals yeah. going on tires but um i might as well go check out the yeah the takeoffs yeah, yeah if you just want to get going you know um over the the, the pirelli takeoffs over on the west side yeah right? did you get didn't you put those They're on like 15 your bucks each. me no. yeah what one of your bikes had those shitty oh, charlie ass tires. charlie got no, some takeoffs from that me. dude that's what it was i think <laughs> Anyway. If you're poor and you need tires, you can go see the Pirelli guy and get some takeoffs. Wrigley Building. Cool. Yeah. I'm just going to run the knobbies for now. Oh, John's also shit. selling tires, too, <laughs> but the race slicks. Oh, yeah. No, I don't yeah. recommend that. Hmm. Well, I'm glad that you had luck because it, it makes up for the luck that knox has been having with his <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, no. I miss it already. It's, it's gone away from me for about a week and I miss it. Knock, what the hell did you do to your bike? I broke he, my fucking swing arm, man. Yep. You broke what? a heel, Knock. How? Yeah, I, I have heel. no idea. Um, torque was good on the rear axle and it's I usually just generally under torque it a little bit. Chain slack was good. Uh, I was leaving Taco Tuesday and I got home. And no, I, it's no longer Taco Tuesday. Well, what is it now? Papusa Tuesday. Papusa Tuesday. <laughs> wow. How were the papusas? Great. Were they good? They made good yeah. papusas. Uh, okay. So I was coming home and I was finally, I was like rounding the last corner or whatever. And I go, oh, wait a minute. This it feels like I've got a flat, you know, that feeling where mm-hmm. it's slow oh. when you turn in. Yep. And so I go to my garage and I check my rear tire to see if I got it Brad or whatever in there and I noticed uh, the gap between my swing arm and my axle mount so it broke just Ooh. in front of your axle right right before the axle mm-hmm. and, the, and and it was like a it was a fissure I was like is that is that just is that an actual crack or is it just dirt you know because sometimes it gets between the, mm-hmm. the joints and it looks like it's a gaping hole or whatever and I, uh, I get it on the lift, and the thing just goes, blank. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I go, well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so what happened was um, the swing arm itself is a tube. It's a hollow uh, square right. tube. Stock swing arm? Yeah, the stock swing arm. It's a square hollow yeah, tube. square stock. But, um, yes. But the portion where the axle mounts is a piece of billet. And where it fits inside the tube is like one by three square. And so the crack occurred right where the weld is, where the tube and the billet meet, but it broke through the entire billet. So a one by three Man. billet piece of aluminum broke. What? The only I was yeah. I was kind of looking at those pictures you posted. Yeah. You've got, are those stock hubs or are those aftermarket? Oh, the hubs. Those are aftermarket. Those are. Uh, well, no. Hang on. Before we go any further. Yeah. Um, oh no, no cush drive. 
Wait, missing spacer or no? Spacers not, are there. The spacer may not have been measured properly. Spacers but there's no there. there's no cush drive on it. No, the XR has no cush drive from the factory. There's a cush drive right, behind right, right, the right. Uh, clutch hub, which right. is in a set of springs. To yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the no, it. Right. The only thing I mean I'm thinking of is if. If the machining on those hubs is not exact and you've got to squeeze the swing arm in a bit when you tighten it up, that's going to put some, Mm. like, lateral forces on I would imagine so over time. Because the thing is, is I don't know how many miles or hours are on this swing arm. It's all aluminum. And everybody knows that aluminum, (coughs) you know, has a strange kind of a way of failing. You yeah, know, like 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 airframes on an aircraft yeah. has have hours on them. Or whatever, yeah, I so. I don't know what it is with your Americans and your aluminum. Yeah, it's always <laughs> failing. Yeah, do you mean alu- aluminium? No, aluminium. aluminium, darling. Aluminium never fails. Yeah. <laughs> but our aluminum does. <laughs> aluminum does, right? Yes, but aluminum. You, aluminum just goes <laughs> left and right. You ride darling. that bike hard, though. I mean, uh, you've, yeah. you've crashed it and stuff. Oh, he I rides mean, it. So I, like, I jump in, I slide, I do. I do. I just do stupid shit on that thing, but it's always been kind of good. But those things are made for bombs. It's a hardy-ass dirt bike, yeah. Well, what it is is, first of all, it's it's throwing out a good amount of torque on that hub. That hub is no cush drive. And uh, I, I write like a dickhead. And so... <laughs> Look like you put on some weight recently, too. That, so. too. I'm a chubber. <laughs> um, and the suspension on it is stiff. Like, I got a really stiff spring mm. in there. And there's a lot of preload. And so, I guess just a matter of time. What year's the bike? Uh, it's a 2003. And uh, probably an original yeah, swing arm. Fifteen and, years. Yeah, and it's it's done desert stuff. It's done motard stuff. Like if somebody probably raced it at one point or another. I, I think wow, you're. I think so. you're right, Emma. It makes sense that if it was squeezed together at the rear, like if it wasn't spaced properly, right. that well, it would put stress on the weak point, right. which could be the weld. That's. I mean, that's what jumped out to me when I looked at the picture. Like, yeah. Oh, those hubs aren't. Stocked. So how here's the thing: so is the hubs aren't stock, but the spacers are. Oh. And everything bolts right in there. And when I pinch it, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of movement. So then, what what tolerances would you measure to see if the hubs are good or not? I mean, how do you? Well, check no, this? I mean it's it's it, it if basically it's a snug fit yeah. between yeah. the forks of the swing arm before you yeah. even tighten it up. It's a yeah. nice snug fit. Because knock you to notice that taking the tire yeah, off. Yeah, because I mean, enough. no, it's it fits just fine. On yeah. you know, on the steel swing arms, it's not quite so critical. And I mean, on s- certainly some of the earlier bikes, yeah. you'll you'll put the wheel in, and until you tighten the swing arm, uh, the 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 rear axle, the mm-hmm. spindle, you know, you can move that thing left and right yeah. a quarter of an inch and then you tighten it up and so, it's snug because that's still, it's got some spring to it. Right. But aluminium's not quite so forgiving. I mean, it needs to be just there. Yeah. And, and so I went online to just look at um, <laughs> swing arm uh, pivot failure or whatever. Yeah. And like nine out of the ten pictures, these kinds of breaks happened like maybe an inch or a half an inch before the axle axle mount. So it's a common it right even on st- on stainless steel and on aluminum swing arms that's where a lot of load happens and that's where it breaks over time. And it's it's probably the weakest point of the billet because probably, it's been yeah. subjected to the heat from the yes, welding. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the the structure of it's going to have changed yeah. and then you add 20 years and right. t- the way you ride Like, yeah, yeah you have like a, a, a 7000 series or T6162 whatever, 6160 yeah. aluminum and when you weld it and it cools down, it's not T60 whatever. Is that have you, have you, co- have you considered trying the, the, the HGC diet? I've heard it's very did, good. Um, I've been eating a lot of salads recently. Yeah, I was going to say. If it's oatmeal. Oatmeal, yeah. darling. Oatmeal. If you start your day with oatmeal <laughs> and then eat Porridge. a lot of salads. Porridge. And try, you know, try and, not, try and lose, lose 
10 or 15 pounds. I mean, <laughs> can, can, I, you, I, you know, I'm trying, baby. I'm trying. I can tell by the way you're putting those modellos down. So uh, <laughs> can I just, can I just point some out, though, to me that's like, what? Yeah. That this happened as you pulled into your driveway. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. Now, I, I he, says, you should have died. I should have died. <laughs> you should have died. I was I, like. I probably should have gotten a lottery ticket that day, but yeah, uh, I suspected that the thing cracked and was there was a fissure in there, maybe even before it completely broke. So it was just kind of like hanging by a couple of like little small sections, and then it finally gave out, and that's wow. when it started feeling like I had a flat, so. which was right at your house. Yeah, I got lucky, I mean, man. It, I mean, I, you know what? It could have probably broke good. before I went to tacos, and then it just got really bad when I got home. So. Who knows? And knock. Have you upgraded the right foot peg on yours? Apparently, that's uh, a big fail point too. Yeah, that's. Uh, I have not upgraded, but apparently the the one that I have works just fine, and uh, I inspected it and it looks super good. Cool. So yeah. I got lucky. Yeah. So okay, because uh, what happens is the bolt gets over torqued and it strips out the uh, aluminum uh, oh, okay. threads. Yeah, I need to check mine out. Yeah. It's not aluminum. I think aluminum. <laughs> aluminum. <laughs> no, aluminum doesn't aluminium fail, doesn't darling. Fail the so what are you gonna replace it with? I got an OEM swing arm. Okay. Yeah, I went online to buy one. There was one on Eevee for like $180, but it was looked like it was shit-hammered, so I just said, fuck it, buy a new one. What's um, a new one run you? A new one now is f- uh, 600 bucks. Fuck, man. Wow. Yeah. Before, like, there's, <laughs> you go on Bike Bandit or Partzell, there are two prices. There's like the $800 retail price that they show you, and then like the reduced price, which what I got was like 550 something. Yeah, but only one side price. broke. You only need to p- replace one side. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You have the swing arm. <laughs> no. What is it worth just welding it? There's the thing. I thought about this, mm-hmm. but then like you've got you're trying to weld through an inch by three piece of uh, aluminum, and like you're not gonna get weld penetration that deep. No. Yeah. And uh, and the kind of welds you're getting, it's not like the heat treated aluminum. It's whatever that. The weld the is. the only way you could repair that properly yeah. is if you were to cut the. Um, cut the weld out, get the remainder of the pe- billet piece out, Yeah. get a new billet piece made up, smash it back into the end of the swing arm and re-weld it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the only way. And by the time you spend that, I mean, a machine shop's going to charge you about the same yeah. as you paid for yeah. the swing arm You're basically for that. remanufacturing the swing arm yeah. at that point and might as well just get a new one to get a completely with zero hours on it, you know? So. Yeah. And like, what's cool is the swing arm sub-assembly is what they're called from Bike Bandit. You get bearings... <laughs> Uh, you get the all the bearings and all that stuff in there, so it was, it's a pretty decent deal, cool. I guess. Well, you know what? I'm, 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 I actually am glad that you are safe, because yeah, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, did, did yeah. he crash? Like, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I've, been, I've been very lucky uh, with my motorcycling career to not hit things too many times. Too many times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, no, I got lucky. So we've been joined... By someone else. Is this Max? This hi. is Canadian Max. Hey, Canadian Max. Hey. Say hi. Hi, how's it going? Wait. Good. Oh, wait. There I'll, I'll just, for a second, I'll just say, Max looks a little petered out. And we're, <laughs> we're checking out his Instagram feed, and all I see is a lot of Baja or Mexico, it looks like, baby head size rocks. 
and Fabulous. bikes you, laying on its side. Max, <laughs> yeah. I gotta be honest with you. When you first walked in, I didn't even recognize you because I think you've <laughs> aged about ten years, <laughs> which means you had a good time. So, for our, for our listeners who don't remember Max and Willie or Will, ah, um, your house guests, that my house guests Correct. who were riding oh from Canada down to um, oh, that's Baja, how a bike sleeps, and it <laughs> rained <laughs> every day of the trip. And you were cold oh, right. and wet and miserable. And I said, you know what? Come and stay at my house. And you did your laundry and you had a nice warm bed to sleep in. And we all had breakfast. And you can do. And I think from that day Ooh, forward, shit. the remainder of your trip, it, the sun yeah, shone, damn. didn't it? Yeah, from here on. Yeah. Hey, Max, Jeremy had to leave. Why don't you come over here and take his mic and um, can keep it? But this is like an apocalyptic, like, apocalyptic ride you went through, man. Yeah, I mean, I, look at I, these goddamn I was, boulders. I was following the pictures God on Instagram. Damn. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, that, when I, I saw the pictures, and I knew you were going to make your way up this way. And then I saw you were down wherever you were. Like yesterday, was it? And you had talked about, well, I'll let you tell the story, but you were getting a workout, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Well I, well, I went to... Get, uh, get close up on that mic. Sorry. That's all right. Okay. I flew into Cabo. Uh, I left my bike at uh, Toro Santos. Mm. So I picked it up there. Um, I went up to... I just camped on the beach one, like, the first night. And then I head up to La Paz. And then I saw there's a road on this map that says you can go... I want to try to hug the coast. So I talked to some people there. I rode up. It was probably... 100 kilometers so 60 miles and then uh, they told me like there's a, <coughs> some kind of industrial plant there that they stop you and I'm like no 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 can't go any further I'm like I point to the road on the map and he's like no it, it's it's too hard how's, how's your, Span oh, how's your Spanish hard. How's your Spanish? Horrible. None. <laughs> <laughs> Cerveza. Eh? <laughs> Cerveza eh? But uh, going up this road it was 60 miles they said uh Okay, they saw that I have a motorcycle. I'm like, uh, maybe. You can try. <laughs> if not, we'll get your stuff. So it works out either way. Yeah. But uh, what I didn't show in the in my whole feed there and what was going on is I, I did it. I did the 60-mile part. And then uh, what it does is there was a, like a Nora race going on. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like some San Felipe thing or something. Yep. So I got... <laughs> Yeah. Wait, I, did, so you, you, did you get in, in the race? I got stuck in the middle of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. wow. Was it just like a cloud of dust all of a is sudden? Is it like or? just bikes or is it like rally trucks and shit? Rally trucks. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is shit. whole ass, dude. Oh, I, I, got, I was going up this hill and I the bike dropped because it was like, you know, boulder size yeah. rocks. So I lifted up and then I hear something. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I look and I see him like crest the hill. And I <gasps> drop my bike, jump to the side. Oh my God. <laughs> and then I was there for six hours while the race went till the sun went down. <laughs> Whoa. Just Trapped. waiting because you never knew. You, you, I couldn't even get my bike. Because those things haul ass. Oh, it's unreal. That's a cool thing to watch, except they're running over your motorcycle <laughs> the whole time. Oh, <laughs> wait, I'll show you pictures tracks. after, but it's right in the middle. Like it's in the path. So I had to stand there at the side of the race. Like flag them and like point to it. Like, wow. hey, heads up! There's wow. an obstacle. Yeah. Or are these people racing like desert trucks that are like thousand horsepower? Kind of yep, thing? the the full deal. Wow. Wait, wasn't there a thing on Cleveland Moto a few years ago where they were down in Mexico and riding scooters while one of these races were going on like right on the road? <laughs> they were at. I would believe it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no notification. Like, well, there's like little markers. There's a sound of a. 
tornado coming yeah, at you. Exactly. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah, but that's six hours into it, and then yeah. you're <laughs> wow, that's but crazy. You remember that guy we had on the uh, um, podcast who was a desert racer, and he was saying he lived. He, Tony. 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 Yeah. And he said he's constantly in fear of getting mowed down oh, yeah. by one oh, yeah. of these trucks because, you know, I've driven heavy vehicles. And visibility is bad in a heavy vehicle. If you're doing like 65 miles an hour, if you're doing 100 miles an hour. Hold on, Segalin has to leave. Say bye, Segalin. Bye. 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 Thank you very much. See you very soon. A bientôt. A bientôt. Um, All right. So, I mean, you've got no visibility in these things because you're sitting high. What's immediately down on the road Mm -hmm. is not immediately apparent. So, shit, a bike lying on its side. It's amazing. It is. <laughs> but I'm thrilled you've still got that old triumph. That thing I do. is such a war horse. It is. I can't believe it should be destroyed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it survived. I really don't. But it, bikes get heavy quick, don't they, when you're picking them up? Whoa. And so, you had spare tire. You had a whole bunch of gear. That is not a lightweight bike out of the it factory. Is so picking that up, I, I could pick it up about the fourth time i had to pick it up i had to then i started looking at it I'm like oh i just peel all the crap off it try to make it a little lighter and it was just it was too much and then by the like <coughs> by the end of the day by the end of the day i was like so tired so i brought water with me i brought two liters yeah and I begged for another four. I was going to say two liters. Does <laughs> not sound like a whole lot of water, dude. It was not enough. I brought, you know, 40 liters of fuel. Yeah. Two liters of water. Can't drink that. No. <laughs> but uh, after picking it up and then having to strip it down, I was I was exhausted. And I oh, just yeah. didn't have enough water. And I was like, oh. Dude, well, just, just picking up a dirt bike wears you the fuck out. Not yeah, well, not, you, you, can't, you can't drink gas, but you also can't run your bike on pee. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't drink your pee. Yes. Oh, that's no. That's a mugs game. <laughs> Once you start on the pee, nah. it's, it's all downhill. Yeah, it's all downhill. There's no, there's no coming back from it. So, where did you just roll in uh, from today? Uh, this morning, I, I stayed in uh, Carlsbad, like mm. last night. Oh, I know Carlsbad very yeah, so. well. Nice nice little town <laughs> full of military. Yeah, And, and caverns. There. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope you had a cozy hotel, like a cozy bed to sleep in at least. <laughs> I did. I, I tried to get a room because I, I was in uh, Tijuana at, uh, uh, it was probably like 10 o'clock at night. And then I went to go get a room and they're like, I was like, 200 pesos. That's that's cheap. So I, I went there, and he's like, "Yeah, it's four hours." I'm like, mm. <laughs> four hours. <laughs> I'll take one of those chances. Yeah. But it comes with the farm animal. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So did you get a handy one? No, <laughs> no, but there was a burrow in his room. Yeah. No, it's back alleyway. Yeah. Well, uh, Max, if you want to stay at Chateau Emmer again tonight, you're very welcome. I will take you up on that. I have some laundry to do, too, if you don't okay, mind. Okay, no problem. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Look at that. <coughs> awesome. So, um, so well, we're glad you made it. Yeah. Because I, I was like, dude, alive. You, you were definitely, and you're solo this time, too. I'm solo this time, yeah. How's Ronnie? Yeah. She's good. Yeah. She's really good. Well, she's actually, awesome. she was a little panicked. So when I got stranded out in the desert there. Well, you're a handsome guy. I'd panic too if I were. Well, <laughs> no, he's looking a little haggard. I'm, yeah, I'm looking very not haggard. His usual max. But uh, I got stranded out there for, so it's three days, no contact, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So she's tripping. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, hi, Vani. How'd you get out of there then? Well, I had to wait for the race to pass, right? So then there was a little. 
There's like a fishing village there. Was it still light out? <laughs> um, no, no. By the t- I waited till it was dark. Okay. And, and how, then, how 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 are your lights in the dark? Because it gets dark in the desert. It gets really it's dark. It's hard to see. But I mean, I was so tired by that time. There's a couple like there's. I started carrying some of my gear down the hill, and then I had my spare tire and my extra helmet. And I carried it up the hill. I was going to stash it and grab it the next day. And then when I carried my stuff down, I saw some kids up there, and I'm like, oh, man. I just I didn't have the energy to go back up. Yeah. Mm. So I went back to my bike, and then I, I sat down, and they're like, you got to get this down. You can't leave this here. <laughs> and uh, I ended up paying them to carry my stuff down. Wow. And they... Like my bike was facing uphill. They helped me mm. drag it around, go downhill, and that was just like one of those prey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, cool. I was just I was so tired. Yeah, and that was just it. So I took I spent a day at that little fishing village. Mm-hmm. That uh, there's a one restaurant there, and they had like cabins that you could sleep in. And uh, and rent for more than four hours at a time. You could, yeah, yes, good. yeah. All right. Well, you know, it's funny. You hear those stories about people that do the desert events with the San Felipe or the Baja more so. I think where people you crash somewhere in the desert, you have an issue, and people just come kind of come out of the woodwork. They do, and they'll help you. You know, and it costs you a few pesos, but these kids got to help, and you get a story out of it, and you know, and it works out good for everybody. Well, never dull moment. Huh? Everyone I asked for water for, they, everyone hooked me up. Like, yeah. Because it's it was life or death yeah. at yeah. that point. Well, that's because you're Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> you're American. They'd be like, oh, I think there's some water by the wall. They'd be like, there. pinche gringo. Pinche <laughs> wero, motherfucker. But yeah. the fishing village had one restaurant. It was nice. and But there's also lots of Americans there. Oh, ah, okay. Because there's a port. So they'd sail in. Oh, right. Yeah. Ah, like, oh, which okay. boat's yours? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, the, it's the land yacht yeah, over there at the top of the hill. <laughs> yeah. But you're like, if I could put my motorcycle on your boat and sail up to San Francisco. It's not a land. God, it's the land dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a cool adventure, though, man. And where are you heading now? Well, um, I'm heading back home. So back to Edmonton, Alberta. Nice. Mm-hmm. And how many days do you have to get? Uh, uh, there's a... How many, there's a motorcycle show in Calgary on the like this weekend coming up. I'd like to go to that. Okay. So last time you were here though, you had a traveling companion, and this time you're alone. Well, life changes. So Will ended up. Uh, he quit his job. He was stressed out about it, and then yeah, he spent the job. he spent the winter down in Mexico. Oh, oh. Right. well played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, which one Where's of you was with the fire department? Was that that's Will. Will? That was Will. That was Will. Wow. So Will has changed his life. He changed his life. And then as soon as he quit his job, he's like, okay, let's go further south. I'm like, we have different schedules. (laughs) So is he moving down to Mexico? He wants to buy a place down there. So he he was stressed out with work. So he was a fire captain in a small sort of rural town there. And and it was, you know, he had some chest pains and stuff like that. And he he called me up and he's like, "I, I don't know what to do. I'm like, quit. Yeah. It's your health. So, yeah. yeah, it's your life, man. Mm-hmm. So he did. And uh, so after he quit, he, he's like just hanging around at home. Like, you know, you can go down to Mexico. Yeah. It'd be a lot <laughs> less to cost of living. Time, yeah. If you're going to take a couple months off of work, you got a bike there. Yeah. Go. Have a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, a, there's so much to be said for that. I mean, the position I find myself in now, um, and not all of it's work related, but I've never been as broke as I am right now. But I've never been as happy as I am right now. I mean, motorcycle mechanics are not well paid. Yeah. But I would far rather be where I'm at right now, scrambling for money, 
than in a job that I just couldn't stand going to. I yeah. love my job. This is a pitch in the grease. I love going to work every day and just laying my hands on bikes. It's my idea of heaven. Um, and I get paid, and it's not great, but that doesn't matter. So if your job's affecting your health, just yeah. I think, if you can, get a hell well, the, out of there. The, especially if he ends up in Mexico, and oh, yeah. we get the address, and we can kind of <laughs> rally down there and do a little Baja Ooh, riding. I like the way you're thinking. Uh, Absolutely. That would be a, that'd be a hoot. But yeah, quality of life and, and yeah. state of finances is not directly related. Right. True that. And did you leave your bike down in Mexico? What was the deal? Yeah, so... When we rode down, we we went, uh, we left in November, came back in December, and then we left our bikes down in Cabo at a friend's place. Okay, so you had something lined up. Yeah, it was cheap. It was like 150 bucks to leave them there for the year. <laughs> wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> On a battery tender. Recycle Garage is moving to Mexico. It's <laughs> I, am, I am in. And then uh, the flight down, it cost me 160 bucks for to grab a flight to Mexico. So I was like... It's time. 160 bucks from Calgary? From Edmonton. Or Edmonton, I mean, yep. yeah. Wow. Dope. You guys, yeah. it's really got me thinking. I mean, Mexico's the The rent shit. will be cheaper and the tacos will be even better. Oh. Yeah, and they'll come <laughs> to us. Yeah. Wow. There you go. The food's incredible. And we can ride oh, yeah. motorcycles like <clears throat> crazy all the time. Oh. Mm. Okay, we have to really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there. So how much longer do you have until you're back home? Um, Probably another week. So where do you think your next stop from here is? Are you going to take any time to hang and ride around here? Or are you just going to kind of ease on back? I am going to take some time. Good. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a couple days. I have a buddy that I used to live with. He's on his way south right now. He was in Portland a couple days ago. So we'll probably meet up in San Fran or something. Nice. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong in San and Francisco. Remind us what bike you're riding. I am riding a 1999 Triumph Tiger. Oh, the 955? No, smaller. 900. Oh, does it have the scratches on the tank? It does now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I beat the hell out of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I busted half my clutch lever, lost yeah. a mirror, signal front and back. It, it's a bruiser. <laughs> it, it was a bruiser back then. Well, oh, you yeah. know, with all those components gone, it's easier to pick up because it's like... Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's no. a real adventure but, bike now. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the bike took a beating and kept going, going though. Sounds, sounds, sounds solid, right? It did. Right it on. Did. It's those old bikes. You know, they work well. Good. Well, good. I'm glad you made it. I was kind of wondering when you show by. And yeah, your haggard ass did come and peek through the door all sand, sunburned nose. Wow. Like Sir Edmund Hillary, get back oh. from Antarctica or something. Well, I've, I've got a really nice surprise for you, Max. Um, when you came down, um, you bought some Takades. <laughs> They're still there. They're still, <laughs> still in the fridge. <laughs> hey, guys. Guess what time it is? Porn pick. Ooh. Porn pick. No. What? Game time. It's Salisbury. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know, it's been a while since we played, uh, had a Craigslist porn pick or, or done What's It Worth. So I thought, let's play a round of What's It Worth. Cool. Blimey. Now, what you are looking at is... A 1997 Honda Shadow VT1100 Spirit. Mm -hmm. That's a good bike. This bike is described as well-maintained until 2010. Mm. Has uh -oh. been garaged since then. Does not start anymore. Mm. Mm. It comes with leather bags and windshield. And it is a very clean-looking bike. Yeah. This sounds like the type of thing where maybe somebody passed away or something. 
is, or maybe somebody's life changed and the bike got parked. Or they yeah. got this is bike. A, it does look clean. This is a clean, good-looking bike that's been sitting for eight years. Oh. Hmm. So it's going to need some stuff to revive it, but everything is there. Okay. And this looks like it was a well-maintained bike. So... You know how this game goes? Yes. Uh, as a reminder for Max, maybe you don't know, we're going to go around the room and each of you is going to take a guess. You're going to guess what you think this bike is worth and then you're going to guess what are they asking for it. Do we know so the there's miles? two numbers. Yep. The miles are, I believe, 31,000. And you said 99? Title status clean. Yeah. This is the 1100cc. So let's start with you, Jim. What do you think it's worth, and what do you think they're asking for it? <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's a super clean bike. The the miles seem reasonable on it, right? It's Japanese, so it's probably not. The valves are probably fine. It could just be a battery. It's right? a hydraulic valve, and you'll need tires. Okay. Yeah, this is Oil carbureted. Right. So, so battery, carburetor, tires, the usual, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I would say it's a ninety-nine, and not a, not a speck of rust on it. It's clean. Sweet. Right. No, I think it's like a three thousand dollar bike. At least two with the work it needs. Yeah, okay. But I mean, I All think right, so it's... All right, so 3000 I would say, it, and what are they selling it for? Yeah. So say it's worth 2800 It's for sale for 36 Ooh. So I would say twenty eight's what it's worth, 36 is what okay, they listed for. guess. Knock, what's your guess? I mean, I'm kind of close to what Jim is saying, and maybe like twenty five, twenty seven. how it's worth. Uh, probably, you guy probably wants like <clears throat> 38 or something. Mm. Okay, all right. All right, Miss Emma. Mm. I'd say it's worth about 15 guineas, 15 shillings, and threepence halfpenny. Yeah. <laughs> how much, uh, how much pee in the air and they're, they're, How they're, much pee is that? They're, they're asking a knicker wardrobe and your firstborn son. Mm. Yeah. No, um... Did I'm you gonna, say a knicker wardrobe? <laughs> yes, a wardrobe that you keep your knickers in, darling. Um, how many, I'm going to go low because, listen, these are nice bikes. Yeah. Um, this bike was actually a big deal when it came out because is that an oil cooler in the front of me? That's it. no, oh, no, it's radiator. Water right. um, it's, it's water cooled, but it water, was is it water cooled? Uh, yeah, no shit. Um, there's a lot of chrome on it. Same engine as a PC800, I think. No, no, no. This is the big boy. <clears throat> but I think holy shit! All I right. think this is a four-speed. Mm. It was right around 97 that there were the four-speed ones of these and the five-speeds. And I'm pretty sure the Spirit was still a four-speed. It's a very, very good bike. It'd be a fun bike. to um, You could do a lot with this, too. I'll tell you what. They're asking 1500 bucks. That's what they want. They and want fifteen hundred bucks. How much is it worth? worth? It's yeah. worth what somebody'll want for it. I mean, well, I mean, what's what's your? It's got the saddlebags uh, and shit. What's your worth on this thing? Twenty-five. Yeah. Assuming the registration. You know, is it, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it says title clean. So what about registration? Yeah, so it's but registration time, is not up. But, but here's the deal: you need tires for it, and um, battery the, and carb clean. The, Back tire for this, it just fits that bike. So oh, shit, I hate one that shit. Them. I hate it when they do that. So it needs tires, it needs a battery, it needs the carbs going through. You're going to throw about four or 500 bucks in parts into it. So is it a good prospect for... Um, 
it'd be a great prospect to ride because it's be going to go on forever. And to be fair, the mileage isn't that low. Thirty-one thousand is not massively yeah. low. Well, considering how clean it is, thirty-one thousand tells me that the spike was probably very much loved and maintained. Yeah. yeah. And it's, this looks like somebody's life change. Maybe. I, mean, I tell yeah. you what, it's, I can tell you right now by looking at it, it's got Metzlers on it, so somebody's thrown some money at it. Yeah. But I stand by what I say: okay. a non-running shadow. Um, if if you get more than fifteen hundred bucks for it, you're doing really well. All right, Henry, what is it worth, and what are they asking? I'm I'm gonna say it's probably worth maybe about twelve hundred, fifteen hundred bucks. That kind of uh, thing. Uh, metric bikes are, I mean, metric bikes. I think nowadays are going for a super low uh, price. It's like it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. But what yeah. they're asking for, I'm gonna guess probably about the twenty seven to 3,000 kind of thing because it looks like because it the fuck was that that was me (laughs) let's see uh, does it come with the saddlebags and like the saddlebags and windshield yeah the saddlebags the fuck off windshield and then are those pipes (laughs) stock on it yep Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at Max in the corner. Max just looks all fucked up. He's all rubbing his <laughs> eyes. And <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get your numbers. But yeah. So, okay. About 1500 is what I think it's worth, okay. and 25 to 3 yeah. is what I think they're asking for. Okay. Bagel. Um, I would guess that it's probably worth, in condition that it is now, I'd say about two grand. Um, Hold on one second. Oh my God! This is not the Cleveland Moto podcast. <laughs> no, we just, this is side there's, talk. There's no side talking here. <laughs> side talk. Well, I'm just showing you. I got another one of us needs to be eating right here. Okay, all right. So anyway, so yeah, uh, I'm guessing about two grand is what it's worth in, in the condition that it's in. Um, would you guys shut the fuck up? Would you guys stop really? <laughs> Please. <laughs> or I want to mute you both. <laughs> so anyway, um, um, what they're asking, I would say probably around two grand, maybe a little bit less. I don't know, 19, 18, something like that. Yeah, okay. And did you say what you think it's worth? I said it's, worth, it's probably worth about two grand. Okay. Uh, because it, 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 we're, it needs, we're circling the drain on that number. Yeah, because I'd right. say it, it, it needs about a thousand bucks worth of work. So, and right. so three grand. What state is this in? Here. Cali, it's local. Okay, here. Local, okay. That's local. That matters. All right, Max. I think they're asking 3,000. <laughs> And when they don't get any calls or they keep getting lowballed, I think they would give it away for a thousand. Wow. Yeah. All right. Emma, oh, your truck isn't running, is it right now? No, no. it is. I fixed it. You fixed it. Yeah. You may want to go get in your right. truck right now. Because they're asking five hundred dollars. What? Oh. You're fucking what? kidding me. Yep. Five hundred dollars. Wow. You're fucking kidding me. So they just want to get rid of it. Let's go get it. Five hundred dollars right now. Where is it? Let's check the registration in status. Campbell. I mean, if the registration if it was registered non-op, it's sold probably by now. Dude, uh, so what, what I was laughing about with Knock is yeah. I just listed my 2008 Nighthawk CP250 yeah. for seventeen hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> so there and you that's go. That's five hundred bucks. Five hundred. That was yeah. our Craigslist porn a, pick, and I thought that was so good. I'll turn it into what's that it was worth. Good. It's a perfect buy for somebody who knows how to do the fuel system themselves. Even that, if you didn't know how to do it, you could learn. But that's carbureted. Yeah. Isn't that carbureted? That's fucking five hundred dollars, yeah. oh, son. Yeah. So it's carbureted. Yeah, it's carbureted. Um, and you know, is it a twin or a four? It's a V twin. Yeah, okay. it's a V twin. The carburetors really close together, and like you know, they're they're a pig to work on. Uh. You cannot go wrong with that deal. And it's sold. <coughs> it is sold. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's not on Craigslist. Wow. All right. Oh. It was an hour ago. 
Yeah, it was quick so, at 500 bucks. <laughs> hey, real quick, Emma, we just got um, a message from our friend Scott. Remember Scott was here on uh, for Easter, and he brought <clears throat> treats for us. And he, remember, he brought the strawberry shortcake, and he yes, brought yes. tangerine. Yes. Um, he Hi, said, Scott. <clears throat> and he had the white ST1300 yes. called Orca. Yes, ah. Orca. I remember Scott very oh, yeah. well. Very he said, oh, "How's he doing?" He said he'd consulted Emma a few weeks ago. Uh, he's looking forward to seeing you at the Quail, by the way. Oh, very good. Uh, regarding his clutch interlock, yes. It and and you were trying to figure out why uh, was it having a problem starting or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he says it wasn't the side stand switch. Okay. It wasn't the neutral switch or the diode diode block. Right. But something far simpler. Stupid and somewhat impressive. Go on. <clears throat> the clutch lever has worn a divot where ah. it meets the clutch interlock switch. Yep. There you go. And when the clutch is fully pulled in, it doesn't make electrical contact. Wow. Weird. So he, he fixed it with a couple layers of aluminum bodyworker tape. And you can do it to that cover way. the divot. He says this is an 11 year old bike with 70,000 miles, so it's not surprising, but sometimes it's the simple explanation. And you know what? <clears throat> That doesn't surprise me. I had a very similar problem at work about a month ago on, God, what was it? Uh, V-Strom 1000. Mm. And a Suzuki. Hey, it's a Suzuki. you got to pull the clutch in to start the thing. Yep. And it wasn't working completely. This bike has got a ton of miles on it. And I lo- don't get me wrong, I love Suzukis, but they age Badly. Once mm. the Suzuki's got over fifty thousand miles on it, it feels like a fifty thousand mile. Yeah, bike. I mean, yeah, they build the pimping motors, but everything else around it just decomposes. Right, exactly, and like they, it, it was the same really deal. Good. Yeah, I mean, there was just so much wear on the clutch lever itself. So yeah, yeah it's it's you know, frick, I'm a mechanic. I overthink things. But yeah, I mean, we were on the right track. I mean, it's it, yeah, it was the clutch interlock switch just not being operated. But yeah. there you go. Well, we can just uh, continue this theme of missing the obvious because we're going to get an update now from Bagel, who yeah. recently rebuilt his engine for his Cannonball scooter. Yep. Spent a lot of time getting that thing rebuilt and back together. Yep. How did that turn out, Bagel? Well, I got it all buttoned up, back together, got it down off the stand, turned it on, it started up, and it ran. But it went knock, 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 knock. Well, no, hang on. Who's there? Not that loud. Very, very soft. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, Bagel, it doesn't sound bad. And I've had bikes on my bench that sound the same. But you're riding it on an 8,000-mile trip. Yeah, so I can't take any chances. So the motor I spent all this time and effort on is going to become parts. And I'm going to switch over to my backup motor and swap pieces from one to the other and get that going. Um, so this is a bit of a setback, but now I know what I got to do. So, so um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that what happened is uh, the crank is twisted Ooh. because when the, the, the valve let go mm. and embedded itself into the piston, sent shrapnel down in the crankcase, one of the crankshaft lobes yeah. hit one of those pieces and it made a, a, a dent into the crankcase. And I, I saw that when I was rebuilding and I was like, mm, I hope that's not 
screw, hadn't screwed something up. Oh, it's out of phase. One of the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, don't, I don't know, Bagel. I think this may be one of those cases where there's a sound come from the engine. You keep riding it. It's either going to get better or it's either going to get worse. <laughs> right. Oh, I, I, you're I on this mantra. That's <laughs> yeah. You, you can you can do that worse. when you're on an eight thousand mile cross country. Yeah. Dude, well, newsflash! It's going to get Emma, worse. Emma, does it ever get better? <laughs> <laughs> so la- last week, you're saying does the crank retreat itself? Last week, last weekend we're dirt biking. I, I wasn't here last week, but you guys talked a little bit on the podcast about it. But we stayed next day and dirt biked. Liza the whole time's like, well, "Why don't you take my DR350 out? Take it out." And I'm like, "Cause it's making a noise." She's like, "It'll be fine. It'll be fine." I'm like, "No, you're not the one eight miles away from the fucking truck when the thing fucking grenades exactly. on you, right. and you got to get it down off some fucking hillside." Yeah. yeah. Anyways, anyway. but so yeah, so the spare engine I have has twenty five thousand miles on it. Uh, top end's never been off, so it's it's solid. Um, I just need I just need to put the uh, yeah, the the transmission, the rear wheel, mm. hub, uh, valve cover, all kinds of you know things from one to the other just yeah. to get it Bagel, all together. Bagel, can you sell three or four scooters and just get a new one? <laughs> I need to sell three or four scooters anyway. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, to I fix s- my other ones. N plus one. I nope. saw his garage and it they're jammed in there. It's full. It is. It is full. full He's got shelves yes. in his garage with complete scooters on the shelves. Well, just my, packed the engine. in. <laughs> but yeah. There's scooters piled on top of scooters, literally. So, like, okay, uh, you have the out-of-face crank lobes, potentially. Yep. So the other would be, what, you're, uh, you're, pist- you're getting piston slap or rod knock or uh, some I mean, kind of... P- possible it could be rod knock, but the rod didn't seem loose. Okay. Um, it's it, and it didn't very seem- soft. Yeah. Yeah. But but in any event, I mean, it's 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 enough of a noise that is you know it's telling me that that something's not something's off, yep. and more than likely it's going to end up just chewing up those bearings after a thousand miles, yeah. and, and then I'd be just be screwed on you know day two yeah. or three of the cannonball. So yeah. so this will be an engine that you use to cannibalize to fix the next engine, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll have it'll have spare parts for future use if needed. Got to, did got did to you really lose there. an engine, or did you gain some knowledge? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's yep. the attitude. I like yes, that. Gained a lot of knowledge in this one for sure. I gotta say, Bagel, you did it right when you blew up that fucking engine. Oh yeah. Oh, I I, I destroyed it in spectacular fashion. <laughs> How much is a new engine? Uh like like for brand new from the factory, like crate yeah. engine. Yeah. God, I would say it's probably upwards of. Two twenty five hundred bucks, something like that. Oh my god, that sounds like it's yeah. worth it right now. I, I gotta tell you, <laughs> if you're doing a cannonball engine, well, cannonball bike. We, um, I gotta tell you about um, Vespa. That it is so impressive. Last year, I had a, a little yellow Sprint, brand new, and it leaked oil, mm-hmm. and I found it was a porous case. It took oh, me yeah. a while to find it. Vespa sent a whole new engine. Yep, and. We just had one of the bigger ones, the Beverly's, and mm-hmm. this was this week, yep. and it had engine problems. They sent me, sent us a brand new engine. Yeah, no mess. It. They don't even want us messing about. Yeah, it's just it's out with quick, the easy done. Yeah. So yeah. Emma, can you order an engine for him? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, Phil said he's got a spare GTS great engine in, in Cleveland. So, so for, if some for some reason my bike doesn't make it all the way, I can just you know take it there and get a new engine put in before mid Ohio. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but you still got to get there. Well, yeah. Well, that's what U-Haul's for, I suppose. But uh, oh, wow. And and I got to give a, a shout out to uh, Phil on uh, for giving giving me a shout out on the Cleveland Moto podcast and putting great faith in me. Uh, that's probably more faith than I have in myself. So, but I'm fighting to get this, make this thing happen for for once. Let's fucking do it, big. Let's fucking do it. Yep. Quit fucking around, I'm man. I'm doing it. I'm doing Take it. Take care of that slappy piston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a slappy piston. <laughs> But you know, I mean, you gotta love Phil with his 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 liking of peculiarly styled small Japanese cars. Oh yes, <laughs> he oh, likes a peculiar looking one. Phil's a freak. Y'all, y'all and... don't know this, but Phil's a freak. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, we not know. No, he's oh. super freaky. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you buy a car that looks like a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> There's something definitely freaky about it. He likes yeah. it. He likes those guinea pig styled cars. Yeah. Well, he's all, all fetishy about the PC800 too. So yeah. I've seen Phil and I won't have a word said against PC800s, Henry. Nope. Well, actually, you can now. You can talk all kinds of trash. <laughs> Mine's a distant memory, darling. Oh. So Emma. Hello, darling. You've been. Uh, you've been. Uh, you haven't been here for a while. No one. You've been busy. Yeah, yeah. Can you just give us a brief update? What you've been doing? Um, well, um, there are bikes going to be on the lawn on the quail. So um, the green commando is going. The metal flake tangerine GT750 is going, and then um, the 69 Triumph Trident that's going, and there was going to be a 69 um, BSA 69 Firebirds <laughs> Grambler that was going but that's not going so now. these are from the Jameson <coughs> two from the Jameson two from private clients okay my special clients and so you've just been getting them all prepped and yeah getting them all prepped um, you know the Trident and the BSA um, were going on the ride and the Trident still is the BSA's how, not how much work is involved with getting them prepped quote, oh Jesus Christ yeah I mean, well no. I mean what's, yeah, because what's, they sit in the museum is it just kind of cleaning well, them up or yeah I mean you know the, no, the museum bikes generally aren't a problem yeah. but I mean but you have pe- to remember too the Quail is a Concourse d'Elegance. Yes, this that, is not your normal no, bike show no it's not I mean, you, people come from around the world. No, for you, this you, event. no, you can't take the piss out of them or yeah, anything. I mean, everything. you know, you, it's 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 serious stuff. Yeah. Are they going to notice on the? You said you're taking the water buffalo. Uh, the water buffalo will be there. Are, are they going to notice that you don't have the Suzuki emblem on the back of the mirrors? Yes. <gasps> oh. No, it is going to be marked down. Yeah. You know that bike and the commando. The never. Wait, you selling that fucking thing? I've still got access to it. Yeah. Oh, no, just okay. showing it at the quail. Okay. Yeah, no, um, and the the commando, um, it, it was always going backwards and forwards because in the past it's been on the Jameson stand. Um, but mm, Mike okay. Corbin always okay. likes having it around the Corbin thing as well because it's got one of his seats on it. Well, Corbin had that bike. It's on his. If you go to the Corbin web, yeah, yeah. If you go on, on if, the you, web page. if you go onto the Corbin web page and look under the gunfight seat for the commando, the green one was the one I built. Um, hot ass bike. No, it's an awesome bike. Emma, are mm. you uh, able to say how much it costs to enter your bike? Because I heard somebody say it is very expensive. It's hugely expensive to enter your bike. Um, I think it's five hundred. Wow. Yeah. To enter it. And there's wow. going to be. Yeah, but you get free food. Hundreds of bikes. <laughs> well, but this year I think it's uh, Arlen Ness, right? They're going to feature Arlen Ness. Yeah, it's all and I think about he's going to bring like his private collection. Three, yeah, it's a, it's all about Arlen Ness and his little known 
Scottish cousin Loch Ness. Aye. Och. <laughs> Och. Little known and little well, you know seen. What, you know what I think will be cool? I'm not going to go this year. What I think will be cool about Arlen being, um, being at the show is I think you'll see a lot of the old dudes come out. Right? Because he was partners like back in the era with mm-hmm. you know Corbin, Vetter, Sonny. Yeah, you know that whole Arlen. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean this the car scene and the motorcycle Mike, scene yeah. in the mid '60s in the okay. East Bay was popping. I'm reminded over and over again, even now in twenty, it is 2018, isn't it? Yeah. How small the motorcycle community is. Back in the '60s, it was smaller still. So yeah, all of those cats know just, everybody else. It's going to be fantastic. Well, it's like degenerate biker types. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Who did it. I mean, yeah. you well, know, it's funny. Yeah. You think about Corbin and and uh, and Arlen. Well, Arlen was doing the cutting edge choppers like mid sixties is kind of when he stopped it. And then Corbin made what was the seat? The peacemaker, the widowmaker seat. Oh, he made it, like, yeah. had the real tall back. It was super mm-hmm. choppery. Oh yeah, shit. it sold for like fifty bucks. Right. Because if you go to the Corbin factory, he still got those ads up, and it was like you know it was like the really the beginning of the chopper scene. So yeah, I'd like to go just. I'm not going to make it, but it's going to be cool just from no, seeing Arlen. And Arlen does amazing shit. Oh, yeah. Arlen Ness stuff. He's he he's the man for motorcycle yeah, styling. It's, it's well, it was like groundbreaking, almost like in the sense of Craig Vedder. <laughs> you know, the same era. They were doing this, like, the mystery shit oh, no, and all that Arlen, stuff that Vedder yeah. did. You know, I mean, all those. It was cool stuff. Arlen had been around for a good few years before um, Craig came on the scene. Yeah. Um, and they were doing different stuff. And, but, and they were doing different but stuff. I mean, Arlen's always been very, very into the domestic stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a really good show. I'm That's, really looking so forward to it. That, and anybody who's listening, you know, just look for the tall drunk woman. And <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Hold exactly. on a second. How many hours have you put in so far? Oh, God. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. I'm just... I'm are, you still, are you still kind of working on it? I mean, like... Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be working until an hour before, um, oh, before the bikes go out on the run. And Are I'd you look- transporting and carting it there yourself, too? Yeah, you- I have to oh, transport them. Jesus. And I finished my truck, and I was so out of my element working on a car engine. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that came yeah. out well, because my little truck dropped a valve. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, how'd the piston look like? No, the there? piston was fine. Okay. So okay. Um, I bought a used cylinder head, and I put yeah. all new valves in it, and all head gasket, and the cam chain, and everything. It's, it's quite okay. a high-tech little engine. You know, it's twin cam. 16 yeah. valve um and the thing runs like a top yeah and um, it's it's a non-interference engine right like the valves don't touch the no it's a b- big interference engine oh is it really oh, but it's yeah. easy to unload Dude. bikes in and out of so yeah i mean you know um at the moment actually i own two trucks because i bought myself a little um little dodge d50 just to tide me over in the meantime oh mm. nice and so now I'm torn. It's like, which one do I keep? Do I keep my Mazda or do I keep, do I keep the little Dodge? The and Japanese truthfully, one. yeah, I'm, I'm, probably, you, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to keep the Dodge because it's oh, yeah? super low. Oh, yeah. Very, nice. very low. I very think the Dodge, deep, the 50s, isn't it a Mitsubishi? Yes, Mighty Max. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Tiny. Oh, it's okay, a tiny, it's a tiny yeah. little thing. That's yeah. And it's, it's perfect. I've had them before, and I've had a Goldwing in the back of a, you know, and they get a bit squirmy when you've got a Goldwing yeah. in the back of them. I like those But they're so easy. Well, that's what it is. Well, it's like you go buy a Mitsubishi. Would they make the Samurai, that little four-wheel drive no, Samurai that's Suzuki. thing? Oh, Suzuki. Those things <laughs> beat the Suzuki. fuck out of them, man. Yeah, just as long as you don't great. flip them. Well, so, you just flip it back over and off you go. <laughs> yeah, but then um, when the quail's over, then I've got all the people I've said, hey, I can't look at your bike until the quail's over now. All right. Okay, the quail's over. Oh, you mean at my work? Bike. Or so, what? Your side no. Work side side works, yeah. The okay. Side hobbies. So I'm busy, Emma. And I got a cold. 
Mm. You'd have a cold, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm well, sorry. I'm glad you came around today because you were quite oh, helpful. I, yeah, no, I needed a break from it. I really did. So, yeah. Um, well, no, thank right. you. I, I always, I'm I always glad like you're coming not over here. Completely insane about it. Yeah. You know? Hey. We got some emails to read. Woot! <clears throat> so uh, this one is from our friend Rowdy Rhymer. Hey, Rowdy, I want to hear the ones that say Knox an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Says, hey, Knox an asshole. Yay! That's, uh, it. That's the email right there. Here, I'll send one right now. So, hey, <laughs> talk about uh, finding uh, good project bikes. So he just picked up a free... 83 Shadow 500. Nice. He says, um, a, a guy was... Hold on. Sorry. We're hustling over here. You too. You can't stop the hustle. You're cut off. You too. You can't stop the hustle. You're cut off. <laughs> My God. All right, I'm back. Says, uh... So, oh, his friend was going to be moving. He had this as a project back to fix up. So he just let him take it off his hands. So he'll be finding out firsthand that, yes, no bike is free. Yes, right. we all learned that lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a good chance he'll spend more fixing it than it's worth. Worth, And yes, at some point he might even decide it's not worth finishing, but it'll be a fun <laughs> family project. Here's where it's cool. He's um, he's planning on stripping it down to the frame and making sure there's no rust issues. He'll end up having to get a new frame if it does. So, mm. so far the frame looks good. So he's, he's going all the way down just to make sure it's good. Uh, he'll probably pull the heads and cylinders since the park spark plugs were missing. Yeah. Ooh, nasty business. Yeah. yeah. I had a, got a free shadow that had a spark plug missing. I had to replace a cylinder. Yeah. But wait, I got it pretty wait, cheap. Wait, wait, wait. Missing as in like it broke off? No, the, uh, someone out. took the spark plug <laughs> Just out. Just an open hole? Um, but he says when he's done, he's planning on using it as a bike that his family can ride and learn on. All right. Both his wife and daughter are wanting to learn to ride. So at some point, he'll end, it'll end up being his daughter's bike. And she might be old enough to ride it by the time it's finished. Um, of course, she wants to paint it pink with a pastel blue frame. How old is, how old right, is this child? How old is this I'm not child sure. now? She's like 23. Oh, so, okay. so I think this is a great project to fix up for family members to ride. No, it's perfect. The Shadow Good. 500 is a great great bike for that. It is indeed. Um, he's, so here's his question. Do you have suggestions about which brand of repair manual to get? Mm. Way back when he had a CB504, he liked the climbers, but he really doesn't know how it compares to other manuals. No, get the Heinz. So I I find Climber or Haynes are usually about the same for me. Haynes, no, but they, I, but they I think they do a good job of walking you through steps, yeah. especially now at a time when we have YouTube and forums to get even more detail. Yeah, you see the the I have been bitten by this question before, and I said the only manual to use is the genuine one, which for me it is. Right, because you, you're a fucking mechanic, you and know you know doing. that is the point. Yeah. And Phil. Cleveland Phil actually wrote in the following week and said, yes, Emma's absolutely right. If you're a mechanic... Right. We don't um, speak that language. And so, you know, I've kind of revisited Haynes' manuals, and I I took it to heart, Phil. And the following week, I thought, I've got to sit down and have a look through a couple of old Haynes' manuals from back in my early days. And they're pretty good. The thing is I like about the Haynes is if you need a special tool, they'll tell you how to make it. They'll tell you how to make it, and yes. also, and there's a lot more pictures in those. Books. Yeah, which is great. So yeah, no, get the Haynes manual and the cheapest chips. They're yeah, like, but it's cool. 20, how they, they're twenty-five bucks. But they will something. tell you how to make your own special tools. Yeah, which, which is, is really great. cool, right? It's it's geared towards the home mechanic. But mm-hmm. the old climber manuals had 
tune up, hop up information in the back. It's uh, like, okay, we'll tell you. Yeah. Fix it. And this, if you do this to the ports of your Yamaha RD400, you're going to be pulling wheelies. Do they, uh, yeah. 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 Like you need to do they list the drill bit sizes for the fucking uh, jets? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is before they got lawyers, right? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think the climbers, they, they got lawyered up and the lawyers said, no, 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 no more hop up information. Yeah. Yeah. But I've got a climber manual for a 1950s BMW in my garage because I have a 1950s BMW in my garage as well and it's a manual a history book and there's just it's an amazing piece of stuff I love like even when you start reading just the first chapters it's so like practically thoughtful how this shit's laid out did you see how big his eyes got when I mentioned 52 BMWs? Like, oh, <laughs> well, Max, I know you, you love your BMW, don't you? I do. You? Well, you yes. did a full teardown rebuild on a bike, which is probably a whole other podcast by the look on your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, yeah I was just going to say, with the uh, Haynes manual, I was able to tear down my bike and adjust the valves of my old VFR 800 a right. week before I got hit. But, yeah, those manuals are pretty good. So, Rowdy, Haynes manual and supplement it with gin in, yeah with gin and internet videos mm-hmm. of cats <laughs> yeah playing the piano there you go and you know I'm just going to throw <clears throat> this out as a suggestion to people um, a lot of people don't realize that their public libraries oftentimes carry repair manuals yes they mm. do yes they do did not know that <clears throat> does our library uh, yeah, I've actually picked up manuals when they were having their book sale and really? getting rid of stuff. No kidding. So it's it's sometimes it's worth checking that out as well. Other hidden gem is thrift shops. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. Of course. All right, Bagel. What do you have there? I have an email from Bobby Wessel. Hey, hey Bobby. Bobby. Bobby says, "Hey, misfits. I was recently listening to the Joe Rogan Experience podcast where he was talking with an automotive journalist and enthusiast, Matt Farah." Uh, In this episode, they started talking about autonomous vehicles and the impact they will have on the future. They got started on a subject I thought may spark an interesting discussion between you all. Mm -hmm. They mentioned that if and when the technology gets to a certain point, they may start to limit or even possibly ban the usage of human-driven automobiles in an effort to decrease or even eliminate deaths and injuries caused by accidents. This kind of... uh, ties in with what we were talking about the last motorcycle motorcycle, right Right. Um, it says Matt was saying that some people him included are so worried about this that they have put together the human driving association to lobby against the ban of human driving cars and this got me thinking about what could this do to motorcycles should we start the human motorcycling association thought this might stir up some good conversations between you all anyway keep up the good work love the podcast Bobby Wessel thanks Bobby right on yeah, thanks, Bobby. Well, that's coming. The future is now. I can tell yeah. you that there, there are already people uh, forming groups and lobbies. And I, and Robert Panja has mentioned this in the Give a Shift as one mm. of those things that the autonomous cars are going to threaten. Um, but especially, yeah, the last motorcycle on Earth, the movie that mm. they're working on, is based on this. Mm. Yeah. So a lot of people are already thinking this. But I also have talked to people so that there's already – their technology is already um, – uh, like uh, the te- technology is there to, to to protect you. Like I have a rental car right now, it's uh, one of the Monster Threes, mm-hmm. and my um, side mirrors light up I love when that. there's a car on the side of me or a motorcycle. Yeah, I love or the when, motorcycle. when I'm commuting. I love to see that little glow. Yeah. So the sensors are getting better and better, but 
The thing is, um, I, you know, when I'm writing, I am writing uh, more uh, aggressively in that I, I'm putting myself into the right positions. I would never put myself in position for any car, autonomous or not, that could take me out. Yeah. So I don't really see how that's going to be a problem. Well, here's here's my thought, is that with... If, if, say, for example, autonomous vehicles become standard and normal, that the the way that the roads are engineered will be made to fit those cars so that those cars can see the road and understand yeah. it better. And that's also going to work its way into the laws and the behavior of driving on the road. And it's going to force people to behave the same way that autonomous cars behave. And that that yeah. could be another... Um, you know, a, a, a sort of a, a way for that to work its way in where they may requ- you know, require much more strict limits on speed, for example, or lane changes or, um, you know, any any number of activities that, you know, that today or, you know, there's a bunch of leeway. But in the future, that might not be the case with autonomous vehicles because they can't uh, react so well to a, a, a wide field of variables. And that driver driver behavior may be forced to fit to that mold. Yeah, you know, I got a couple of thoughts. One, you know, I work over the hill in Silicon Valley, and and in the heart of kind of a lot of autonomous autonomous development. Yeah. So like Nissan has their R and D headquarters there. So there's the, the Nissan car. Apple's doing their same thing there. So I see a lot of this, and a couple of things come to mind. One is, as much as I think it's a great thing and it needs to happen, I still think the autonomous car thing is pretty far away. Yeah. And honestly, I think the biggest threat to that is computer hacking. You know, some guy in a basement saying, oh, "Hey, you want to see every autonomous car in L.A. make a right hand turn yep. right now?" Because we can't stay ahead of that and I and I've talked to people in the industry over there and they're very aware of that and you see some manufacturers pulling back a little bit from the autonomous car thing so it's coming I just don't think it's around the corner um, so like as but, anything else the problem is people well, yeah. 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 well it's always people well, well, plus plus also our our country has has a, a a miserable track record of throwing things out there into the world that are not ready for for the for prime time well yeah. that's capitalism well, exactly. Exactly. But, right, well, that's, let me finish my, my thought yeah, the second thing I'll say is when you think about the let's see the autonomous cars are up and going well you think about monday motorbikes right mm-hmm. these are those little the monday those that's high tech as shit and i gotta believe they can come up with some sort of a communication system that either by motorcycles or electric because they're gonna everything's gonna be electric by this time that they will have some sort of a ping like or a something. submarine <laughs> yeah like hey there's a motorcycle there because the amount yeah. of information that things can oh, interpret yeah. now i think it'll get worked out well, i just i just unfortunately i, w- I, I think autonomous be, uh, vehicles are well still a ways out i wouldn't be surprised if any modern vehicle out there is networked with each other right one and, or another and that's part of the effort that they're yeah. doing with autonomous vehicles is is having them all networked so they can communicate with one another and that does kind of make sense in some ways in yeah. terms of of traffic management especially on a busy yeah. road well they do it with traffic signals now that's happening right yeah. right but but with individual so, cars though too if they're so autonomous. It, w- what you could do is you could retrofit existing vehicles like a delorean yeah with their signature so they can (laughs) communicate with autonomous vehicles and you know i'm thinking the suzuki water buffalo 750 (laughs) two stroke could just like yell obscenities at an autonomous car it already already does that it's a two-stroke exactly yeah but guys you're you're not realizing this is a good thing this will be a a better situation it's a good thing because if 
When I mean, are, is an autonomous car going to change lanes without using a turn signal? Here's what I'll is say: Is an autonomous yeah. car going to brake check you? Like when I'm going over the hill no. at se- six in the morning on 17th, the autonomous car is not going to be smoking weed like I smell it no. like every yeah. tenth car. My, <laughs> my my biggest concern is not the logical development of the technology. My biggest concern is there's going to be an incident. Mm. A very, very high-profile incident with somebody in the public eye involving an autonomous vehicle and a motorcycle. And it's going to be a chain of events. There's going to be this incident. And then all it takes to mix that up is you need some young, ambitious politician saying... I'm going to cut my teeth on this and throw his arms up in the air or her arms up in the air and say, oh, um, autonomous, oh, no, I can't really go after autonomous vehicles. Motorbikes are dangerous when you mix them. And it's going to take a random incident allied with somebody who's very ambitious to push some legislation. And all hell could break loose very quickly. Bear in mind, we are a very, very, very tiny part of population. Mm. You know, we we have been in the past a punching bag, yeah. and yeah. we can be again because we simply don't have the numbers. Uh, and yeah, you couples or couples. outside support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. We don't have the the public support. So yeah. you know, be aware, guys. I know we preach this over and over again. Join the fucking AMA. Yeah. You know, pay your dues, stump up, because. It, in 10 or 15 years' time, the only thing that's keeping us from oblivion for the li- from the life we love are these guys in the AMA who were pushing back against just crazy and legislation surge. against us. Yeah. So, and surge locally. And, and just to add to this, too, like the autonomous vehicles already have a better track record as far as safety per miles driven lab or uh oh, sure. public roads so yeah no i'm ready for autonomous vehicles from a motor yeah i think yeah. it'll be better the sooner for the better us. sooner yeah. the better yeah I'm, I'm not opposed to them i just don't think that they should supplant driver piloted vehicles oh for sure i mean there's yeah. always going to be there needs to be a live guardian within that mm-hmm. within that system cool I mean, even if that guardian is usually the cause of the problems right but, you know <laughs> all right cool well we got one more email to hit all right so this is from uh big john hart Hey, from Big John. Macomb, Mississippi, son. Oh, Big John. Big hey, 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 he's the guy with John. the Ducatis. Pass him collard greens. Yeah. Right on. All right. Howdy, haters. <laughs> uh, perfect. Looking, perfect. I'm looking at all of you. Uh, <laughs> howdy, 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 howdy. He's laughing. Uh, Big John from Mississippi here. Hey, don't sell those 250s short. I, too, was... So we're talking dual sports. because we were talking about dual sports, and we think maybe the DRZ 400 right. S. So, yeah, S or E. Yeah. So yeah, me and Liza, so we're... we're this goes back harkens back to the midweight dual sport bike like the old honda you know uh, with the xl 400 right, something right, right. like in that genre yeah, yeah um so but there's not a lot of choices there and we've kind of right. like d you know drz 400 we like and, the, and i was the one who said if you buy a klx or a wr250 which great bike yeah you're going to be looking for power right so i guess big john's answering well, John, Big John obviously is not a small guy, so he was also looking for light dual sport. And the reason we're looking for, I'm looking for light dual sport, is I it's it's going to be like ninety percent dirt bike riding. Right. And when you get on single track stuff, like, and you get on the the expert kind of trail kind of stuff, <coughs> usually there's a crux somewhere, which is like uphill. You got to make a turn. It, it's funky, and a, you know, and, a, and like you know, a Honda six fifty or something like that's a lot of bikes. Mm-hmm. So what's the good midway bike anyway? Um. So I bought a WR250R and put a full FMF Q4 system on it mm-hmm. with the Ultimate Airbox mod. 
Also went 40, 1448 sprockets, and this thing rips. Certainly would be right there with the antiquated DRZs, etc. Did some other ergo mods, um, but all that great bite believe, do what you want, Liza. Totaled my 08 GSA, but insurance take good care of me, so he stayed with the GSA. Uh, the water boxer is light years ahead of my 08. Keep up the good work, libtards. <laughs> <laughs> Big John will let that go. <laughs> but we do remember your name. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Uh, my buddies bought the Honda CRF250Ls, did the same mods, but they're smaller and lighter than me. The WR had a much better suspension and required no updates. 70 miles an hour is possible with this setup. Not cross-country interstate travel, but plenty of good for what we want to do. Take care, and please tell Emma... The president of the Mississippi chapter of the Miss Emma Fan Club oh yes. Here we said go. hello. Oh, fantastic. Here hello, go. <laughs> and to the rest of you, especially Knock, go, go suck a dick. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> hey, so Big John, thanks for the tip. Cause that was, so I would be curious to know, what was the cost of those mods? Yeah, that would be interesting because, you know, I'm like a 600 huge, bucks. I'm a huge fan of CRF's okay. It's not a bad bike, but it's a very, very lightweight bike. Mm-hmm. But the KLX and the WR250 in particular, good, they're great bikes. Yeah. But they, I'm not saying they're lacking in power, but they, they could, if you're used to more. Right. Wow. Um, but he's, you see, he's got a point because the DRZ is getting a little bit long in the tooth. Well, here's the thing too with that with that W250. It's like Yamaha likes to make revy bikes, and yes. at a 250, you still have to rev the shit out of it. No, to, that's uh, true. Get it going. I mean, I mean, he's got yeah. it geared down to where it's that's not. But when you're, when you're dirt biking, you're revving anyway. What I mean, is it? It's, it's a lot what's of it, What's it working on? 1448. That's low gearing. I mean, the thing is going to be howling at 70 miles an hour. Yeah, what did you say? Uh, yeah. 1448. Yeah. yeah. What's the so, final output on that thing? <coughs> so, so, so. so here, here's, what, here's what got me thinking too. Um, how? What percentage of the time are we usually using these bikes going to dirt parks like Hollister? And what percentage yeah, of the time true. are we using it where we may yeah. do a rally no, and it, have to hit some open road? It's, a, it's. I would say like okay, so maybe eighty-five percent of the time we're just trail riding. Right. Oh, you know what? It reminds but me so, of uh, Sampath. Yes, we were doing, and he had a two fifty. He had a two fifty. Right, so let me let me take it to extreme. Let's say Emma that I want to go down to Pismo. Yes, and just do straight up because this is air cooled. Oh, Jesus! And just want to do straight up sand riding. No, it'd be terrible. It'd blow in up, sand. right? Yeah, because it hasn't got. If you're in sand, especially if you got paddles, you gotta just fucking rip on it, right? I yeah, mean, it's wide you, open. You need that bottom end just to pull yourself out of the sand. Yeah, um, and it's amazing because back in the day, the guys were like doing CR two fifties, the two strokes, and the yeah. five hundred. But you know, it's CR five so hundreds, that was king of pismo yeah oh heck yeah um, if it well, didn't were... if it didn't break your foot in half trying to kickstart <laughs> yeah. yeah um but they were actually they had some power down the bottom they just had monster power up the top but they actually had some power down the bottom um but a wr or the klx yeah well, if, did you, make if KLX? you were to put paddles on it you'd be working that yeah. thing did they I... make a klx 400 yeah, I think so. Yeah, really? I think they did. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I don't know. I think we need it's to. I think we need DRZ. to consider consider the two fifties. I'm open to it, seeing as how most of the time we're going to be using it for trail riding, and that yeah. might be the better bike for that. Yeah, because so, I mean, if you got to pick a bike up on single track in the middle of the woods, dude, if you haven't done that, Max, <laughs> yeah, like, I got oh, some yeah. input here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just lay it down on the ground, like pick it up. See how many times you can do it in a row. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you what, I mean. 
sooner or later I'm going to do the sheet iron. Yeah. And I'll be on either a WR or a KLX when I do it. Yeah. Because okay. to me, it's the perfect bike for the sheet iron. Yeah. Well, well, and, and, and one, the thing, our, I'm sorry. Our DR350s were really good for that, too. Oh, they were perfect. I yeah. mean, air, I mean, I like the air-cooled aspect, too, not having to deal with a radiator. It's yeah. one more thing to fucking smash into a rock. <coughs> yeah. Or like yeah. when I was talking to Eliza before we hopped on the trail, and all of a sudden this big, huge cloud of steam exploded. <laughs> <in our faces. laughs> oh, and he's Eliza in a cloud of steam. So thank you, Big John. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to rule out the 250s. I'm going <coughs> to consider that. And then um, lastly... Bagel just wanted to give us an update on his big activity this weekend. Yeah, other than uh, diagnosing Mansion. Yes. <laughs> um, there was a scooter rally right here in Santa Cruz. Hey! Wow. Yes. Nice. The, All right. The How many flip flops were there? There were oh. no flip flops. <laughs> Zero. This is scooter a, skirts? This was a proper vintage scooter rally. Nice. Right. Uh, and uh, this was put on by the Black Sheep Scooter Club. They've been around for like something like 35 years. That's a great name. That's a cool shirt. I see the shirt. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty Dope. Yeah, the rally was called Morning Wood because <laughs> they got up in the morning and went for a ride in the woods. And this is the uh, the third year they've done it here in Santa Cruz. I get it. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great turnout. There were probably thirty bikes at the beginning. Um, ah, there we There were about fifteen at the end. <laughs> oh, wait a minute! What? what? Many top pins were oh, destroyed. These are vintage scooters. These are like vintage. A lot of a lot of vintage Lambrettas. Uh, a couple of vintage, some vintage Vespas as well. Um, and these were some bikes were stock. Some bikes were really tricked out custom mm-hmm. paint jobs uh, others were were kitted and were just super loud blah, 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 you know going down the street uh, we left <laughs> the scooters we left Was a pistol pete with you no no he's he's out in utah oh okay yeah yeah all right but uh but yeah there was a huge cloud left throughout uh downtown <laughs> as we left uh, of two-stroke smoke you killed many birds on the way out didn't you it's possible i didn't see but you know <laughs> there was there was environmental damage done yeah <laughs> but but we had a fantastic ride um well for, uh, Friday night we met up um, at uh, the uh, at the beach and had a little bonfire there. Um, then Saturday morning was the ride. We met at Poet, Poet and Patriot, uh, headed out from there, went through downtown, uh, and took some of the little back roads over to SoCal. Nice. And uh, then took SoCal Ave out to Trout Gulch, and yeah. t- t- mm-hmm. took uh, Trout Gulch up um, over <coughs> to uh, Valencia and Day Valley up to Coralitos, mm-hmm. and then from Coralitos we took a Eureka Canyon all the way up to uh, Highland. And then came back down SoCal San Jose Road, and uh, that and ride. that really rough stretch on Highland though that that shook up yeah <laughs> those bikes pretty good. It was a literal shakedown ride for some bikes. Oh yeah, had like pieces yeah. falling off. Uh, one guy was saying he he'd set up his bike with you know stiff stiff shocks and like a super thin foam seat. Oh, for racing and, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was like, <laughs> like a racing bike. And after the ride, he's like, oh man, that ride was fun, but that rough spot. Oh my god, I'm so sore from that. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. People are saying, yeah, there's there's a, a short, rough stretch. It's like, you know, 10, 15 the miles. The entire fucking road is <laughs> yeah. rough. Yeah. It's like Jameson it's like, Canyon or one of those. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's it's all patches. Yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. whole road. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but we, had, we had a great time. Uh, then we had uh, got back together at the uh, Potent Patriot on Saturday night and uh, hung out for drinks and stuff. And everybody was in bed by 9 o'clock, I suppose? Uh, no, they hung out for a while. Oh, okay, very yeah. good. Yeah, I left, I left probably uh, close to 11. Um, but uh, but they were still out having a good time, and uh, yeah, it was a great turnout. Uh, saw a couple couple friends of mine I hadn't seen in a so, long time, and found out there are probably close to a dozen vintage scooters here in Santa Cruz, most of whom I didn't even know. Wow. I was it totally blew my mind. So I'm hoping to hook up these guys again and get them to come so, over to the so garage. So I have a very very 
a brief question for you, babe. Yes. Please be brief, because I know time's getting sure. on. Which is the superior machine, a Lambretta or a Vespa? Oh, the running, ah, the running yeah. one. That's that is a a loaded question. <laughs> you can see his brain implode. They, it's like a no. Just, there's beads of sweat on his. You started it's a really singularity. Fun. Everything's starting to get sucked you're, into you're, it. You're asking me to, to 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 divide one half of my friends against me. <laughs> no, <laughs> the no, other at all. That's like <laughs> dividing by zero, Emma. No, because no, but uh, from from my standpoint yeah. as. You know, as an admirer from afar, I mean, to me, the Lambretta is a superior machine in every way. It is. It is superior in a lot of ways, for sure. Yes. Uh, so it, that's the it, end of the argument. Lends, then. Thank you, itself, Michael. It lends itself better to uh, to modification, especially for high speed. Uh, they you can make a Lambretta go really, really fast. Yes, and it's far more symmetrical, darling. Yeah, yeah. And the center of gravity is in the middle. Right. But the the Vespa is much easier to work on. Parts oh no. Are, parts are much more available. Uh, they're they're more reliable. No. It's an inferior machine, darling. They're less likely to shake themselves apart. (laughs) No, it's an inferior machine. I can tell by the way you're saying it. So Bagel endorses Lambretta. (laughs) I should have worn my. Tell you what. Should have worn my Lambroken shirt tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Lambroken. (laughs) You you guys, I have a solution for Bagel. I have a solution for me and Jim. Okay. This is all around solution. So um, there's a video I recently saw. So you know these uh, videos Mm. that these guys are doing. I think it's Zach and Ari. uh, Psycho World is sharing them. I think it's um, oh, yeah. I'm called on two wheels, right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and they go do videos. test riding bikes and oh, all sorts great. of fun yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. I've shared it to our Facebook page. Well, they I don't know if you've seen the latest one, but they went and did a rally through the Sierras here. Oh no! Hmm. On a Honda Ruckus <laughs> and a uh, what's a, it's like a, a little Yamaha Emma. It's a C three. It's a little. Uh, not, it's a little and sim- similar to. I think it's a little Yamaha bug eyed little. Oh, it's, 50 oh, it's Zuma. It's Zuma. It's yeah. Zuma. Zuma. Right. Beloved so by pizza delivery boys. The world. They did that. this adventure rally on a ruckus and a Zuma. Wow. And the ruckus actually did pretty good. So maybe I know Bagel. You want to make a dirt scooter, and we're looking for something that can do a little bit of everything. So maybe we just need to buy some ruck eyes. Hey, Ruckus. you can Ruck, probably Ruck find them Ruck, Ruckuses. Ruck, Ruck, Ruck eye. Yeah, and, and if Ruckuses. you get tired of the 50cc, you can always slap a GY6 in have there you, and have the stretch, yeah. stretch swing arm. Yeah, I was going to say. Have you and ever, the neon lights, right? Have you ever seen a big Ruckus? Oh, yeah. I have have friends who own them. They, yeah. they, I've, I've made many of them. <laughs> yeah. I because Honda made the Ruckus with the 250 Elite right. engine. Yeah, yeah, it's a beast. Oh, it right. is. And Jim, you have a uh, one last yeah. thing. I just got a couple things I want to say real quick. So, uh, you know, listeners know I blew up my DR350 a while back, and mm-hmm. I've I've moved on, sort of. <laughs> but, but we had a really nice outpouring of of generous of folks, and I just want to say thank you to a couple of people. Um, one, this is for Mason Rickert. And uh, Mason's out in the Midwest, and he's like, "Ah, sucks for you." But he's got—he had a KTM that he's willing to let go. It was all modern. Yeah. Out, if I could make my way out there, so I thought that was really cool for him to, um, you know, extend that. And then uh, also, I got another one, another DR350. Oh, that was when Liza found in Bakersfield. No, I think that was Phil. Oh yeah, well Phil, shout out oh, to yeah, Phil and Cleveland one, yeah. Moto. He fucking Ohio. I love Ohio. He finds a '91 <laughs> DR350 for 600 bucks. <laughs> I would, I would just fucking buy that clean title too 
Yeah, right. If and Charlie's then, gone in a van, you know, right? And then uh, Thomas uh, Alameda also, he, he kind of gave two cents on the uh, DRZ and this kind of stuff. And it was really nice. You know, we, we kind of floated it out. I think Emma mentioned, hey, pick a bike for Jim and we'll buy it or something. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I really appreciate the outpouring of support and really generous people saying, hey, I got a bike for you or I suggest this or here's some ideas. So thank you, everybody. I'm not the best at communicating. Alan Pierce, just so you know, because you know, people drop me notes and stuff. And I just suck at getting back to people, but um, I do read it and I appreciate it. So thank you, Alan, and everybody else that um, you know kicks some um, some ideas. So we'll let you know how it pans out. But so thank no, you. what the actual offer was: if somebody suggests a bike and you buy that bike, they get an Emma. I will send them a prize, which will be. It's a handy. A, like, no, I'm not giving people a handy in the alley. Well, what's the, what's the point then? I have some extreme... Because Knock's got an idea. No, it's just and a bike for sale. I want you to stop right now, Knock. <laughs> I want you to stop. Okay. You're, okay. I have some extremely glossy five by sevens of me in bed oh with God. a motorcycle. <laughs> Those are eight and a half by 11. Are they really? Oh, oh yes, they are. Will you autograph it? Yeah, oh and I will God. I will hand autograph. With a kiss? That's kind of like, like a handy. Kiss? That's no, totally kind of like a handy. No, I'm going to I'm gonna put my red lipstick on and put a kiss on Excellent. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, everybody. I, the, the support and the generosity <laughs> is really cool. <laughs> cool. Wow. Well, I think... We've managed to make it almost two hours again. You, uh, you've wasted another two hours listening wasted. to us. I see. I you know, made me realize how much no, how many problems. The look on Max's face is like, really? I rode all the way up here for this. <laughs> I know. Like the, I could be in Santa Barbara right the now. Only bed. Yeah. <laughs> only thing on Max's mind right now is the bed he's going to fall <laughs> into in about forty-five minutes. <laughs> well, you're in good hands. Well, seeing as how when we came in here to record, there was a bunch of people still working on bikes out in the garage. Probably still are. I. Yeah. You can't wait to get out there and see what condition we've yeah. been doing good lately. <clears throat> so see hopefully, how much of a shit show it is. Out hopefully, there. it's pretty clean. So this is the time we get to thank everybody yeah. for making it this far. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our Patreon supporters. Indeed. And we've had some more Zazzle sales. So just a reminder: go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com where you'll find the links to mm-hmm. our Instagram page. Where oh hey, our buddies over at Ride with Norman Reedus posted a nice uh, video clip on their page. I think did you share that? Yeah, it was, so yeah, if you follow us on Instagram, I posted this. I try not to like go to it too often because it's like, hey, look, we did this a while back. But no one, uh, AMC and Norman Reedus, they had posted the uh, yeah, podcast episode that we recorded with Norman and Imogen. yeah. There's just a little clip about the one during the podcast. So it was fun, cool. but yeah, check us out on Instagram. And uh, that yeah, seems cool. so long ago. It was before you even knew I existed, darling. Mm. Uh, no, I knew you existed. Oh, okay, very good. Yes. Yeah. All right, cool. So thank you again. I think we're ready to get out of here. This. This is Liza. Max. (laughs) Bagel. Henry. Emma Darling. Yeah, what's up? This is Knock. Yeah, quad suck. This is Jim. (laughs) And we're out of here. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool.